On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt returns to reality after his 40th, so he will probably be cranky. But the dudes have some Star Wars to talk about. They'll riff on the new lightsaber book, Darth Vader number 3's new canon editions, and Mando's epic Emmy nods. They'll also discuss new insights into Moff Gideon from Giancarlo Esposito himself, and a Kenobi casting call that may hint at some famous kids being in the show. Of course, they'll touch on the viral Star Wars TikTok from last week, before diving into this week's fan segment, which includes a question about Star Wars planets, a Battle of the Basics update, and of course, the top 5 Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. everybody we're just getting used to youtube's new live streaming controls which have changed since we did this little shit show about this time last week how's it going how's everyone doing i'm still 40 years old i'm still alive all right so if you joined us last week we did the show on a monday because the big boy here was turning 40 on our usual recording day of tuesday and uh i'm just going to talk about that a little bit because if you follow me you're on yeah you follow the haywood pop or haywood.mat on ig you might have seen some of the images and as a 40 year old I had a full-on Star Wars birthday party. I had Star Wars decorations. I had a fantastic-looking BB-8 cake. I mean, the best-looking BB-8 cake I've ever seen. Uh, I I had other Star Wars-themed gifts. I mean, you name it. It it was basically a five-year-old's Star Wars birthday party for a 40-year-old, but... There's always time for Star Wars time, so here we go. Uh, It it was fantastic, man. I'm not going to lie. So we talked about last week. Turning 40 in a pandemic, wah, I know, I'm not bitching about that, but it, it is odd. You can't really see family, I couldn't see any friends, and my birthday was on a fucking Tuesday, all yeah. right? So you got your 40th on a Tuesday in a pandemic. I wasn't really that excited for it. So, you know, we tried some things at House Haywood here to, to make the week feel a little different, the day feel a little more special than it would in this shit show we call life right now, and... Uh, it worked out great. I mean, we set up a tent, camped out for a week straight. I kind of cut out some of my mental constructs that I put in place, like Neo in the Matrix, to make sure I don't get fat. So I was, <laughs> you know, my diet opened up a little bit. I had a few beers every day. Uh, it just turned out to be a fantastic week. Uh, so fantastic, and it left me feeling so positive that my angry ass even got out and did two. Star Wars toy photography shots. All right? Oh my god, two two in Twice. the same week. Twice. I two did two in shoots week. in one week. Again, uh, welcome Kristen. I know you're you're new here to the Star Wars Time show. We we love that you joined in. Hopefully you'll uh, stick around for the full 2 plus hours before we get to your incredible Star Wars art, but uh, this is kind of how we start things off if you're new to the show. We do yeah. a little bullshit and go through our topics. Then we honor our fans with heaps of uneducated sounding praise. Yeah. And just wait till we get to yours since it's it's a you used real ass paint. That's kind of how yeah, we describe that's how we actual describe art. Art, art stuff here. <laughs> we don't really so, know how to describe actual art. Right. 
other than toy photography and stuff like so if, if it's not toy photography we really just kind of spit and we really don't even know how to explain that but we, we fumble <laughs> our, our best suits so anyways I, I got two shoots out i think i have i'm gonna have around 16 usable shots got the new vintage fed out there dropped a shot last night shot some nosferatu i felt good and i didn't have one freak out so I, I think go. last week was good for me mentally uh, to just kind of check out. But Monday came around this week and we're right back to the old lockdown rat race trying to watch a four year old while two parents are working. So I'm right back to being in the pits. But hey, it is Tuesday. Nick and I are here for a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. And as you heard in our overly long intro that was fucked up because YouTube changed its live streaming <laughs> controls. We got some stuff to talk about, so uh, let's get right into that, my friend. Uh, you threw this one up here, but uh, we kind of talked about this book at the Comic-Con at Home recap things we did. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, but we're getting is... this Star Wars The Lightsaber Collection book, and the official site actually dropped some pages for us to check out to see what we're getting here. And, and as expected, I think this is a book that may be up my alley. Yeah, yeah. So you can see in the little gallery below in the, the post on StarWarsTime.net that you get basically the pages of the book look like this. So you get a picture of Mace Windu's lightsaber and then you also get an explanation of the character and then um, even a little bit of, you know, behind the scenes stuff here. So when Mace is, it says, before filming the climactic battle of Geonosis and Attack of the Clones, Mace Windu, Mace Windu actor Samuel L. Jackson made a specific request of George Lucas. He said, we had this big arena fight scene with all these... Uh, all these Jedi, and I was like, I want to be able to find myself in this scene. So this is how Mace got his purple lightsaber. So explaining a little <laughs> bit about the character, a little bit about the saber itself, and then also getting some behind-the-scenes stuff, in, in this case with Sam, how he got yeah, his I'd purple Yeah, it's more blade. about Sam's narcissism than anything. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so what StarWars.com did this week was they dropped a few panels from the book itself. You can see them in the... Uh, in the article here, you have Mace, you have Yoda, you have Anakin Skywalker, and the Anakin the Anakin frame is actually really interesting because it's not really just talking about Anakin; it's talking about the Skywalker family blade. Got you. Um, so it says here, it says the Skywalker lightsaber is essentially the UR lightsaber against all against which all other uh, must be measured. So it's like the pinnacle, according to this, it's the it pinnacle is, I mean- of lightsaber design. I do like Asajj's kind of curvy deal. You know, she she yeah. took after her original master in Dooku. But you got, like, just in these panels we're looking at here, Nick, you, you got to say that the, the Skywalker family blade really probably is the best-looking hilt. Yeah. And, and if and you proper look at Star it too, Wars, at least. I'm, it, not, I'm not talking, like, Galaxy's Edge and all the crazy stuff you can make there, but... I was never a huge fan of Mace's. I do like the purple tone. I'm not going to lie. I mean, our man Revan uses it. It is kind of a boss level look. My Galaxy's Edge lightsaber is purple. I never liked the hilt. I don't like gold on a Jedi hilt. I just, it looks tacky to me. It's a little too flamboyant. He's exactly. out there. He's like, look it, at me, bitch. I'm rich. Right. But it, I think it, it might work better in the High Republic era where yeah. they are a little more refined looking. I, I do like Yoda's. It's very basic. Dude, if you um, look at Yoda's next to Anakin's, you can see that Anakin took some. Yeah, there, you know, there's inspiration. That yeah. he's, you know, right around the admitter and the grip itself are very similar. But I, mm -hmm. Yoda's is one of the most basic. I know Ahsoka's had very nice, sleek looking metal tubes as well. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the Skywalker family blade, I mean, that, that's where it's at. That's that original, was it Graflex? Uh, Graflex flash. camera. 
yeah. flash thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. So. One of the guys that follows us, and I think Super Scoundrel's buddy, SW Props, I mean, he collects like the the eclectic shit, like the cameras that have the actual flash arm on it. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, it really is pretty much the exact same thing outside of them gluing on the the handle and adding <laughs> a knob here or there so yeah yeah uh, that, that, that kind some. of stuff's always fun like what those people did back in the 70s with just random shit laying around the studio dude they just like i mean original like a new hope star wars did not have a very large budget so no, they were man, like, it's like these days people you know making shit at home on youtube yeah yeah it's they, they were like oh look there's a fucking pipe here let's take this pipe and we can make it a sword and like take this other pipe and you know turn this into a fucking a gun and they were just putting shit together i think they're like the weapons that they had for the stormtroopers were like castoffs from old war movies that they yeah, literally yeah, they're, they're just old, glued shit onto. Yep, they're old World War II uh, props that they just would take other pieces of rubber. And I believe there's a term ILM coined for this type of... It's called like... Is it grimling or griveling? Oh, it was in... Know. I believe it's in the behind the scenes in The yeah, Rise yeah. of Skywalker, uh, like that documentary. Yeah. But it's actually... It's an actual art form that... I, I don't know if ILM <laughs> did it or one of the earlier movie shops... Uh, but it's called it's grimling or griveling, and that is literally the the art of putting random shit on other shit to make different looking shit. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And as I said, we are intelligent. That's how we explain things here. <laughs> yeah, uh, as know. one of our fan joins up with a what up cunts. <laughs> oh wow, there we go. Is that one of our Aussies? Our yeah, that's, that's 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 old Bossajan there. He missed last week because we we caught him on the Monday on surprise. Monday. So he's yeah. in here to. To start probably bitching about something, hats or, or this, that, and the other thing. There we go. So, um, I mean, this book is pretty cool, like you mentioned, and it, it does kind of show you not only the history of lightsabers in, in the universe itself, but if you think about what Matt and I just talked about, like literally taking a camera flash arm and turning that into a blade... Yeah. And now you have all of these different types of lightsabers that spawn from it, whether they be made in video games or animated series or live action or whatever, like literally from the arm of a camera to some like to the most iconic weapon in cinema history. I, I mean, so. think about it, dude, in terms of movie props or, or shit fans collect. Is there any other weapon out there that more fans have probably collected from a film franchise oh. than lightsabers? I mean, just just no. think about all the fan-made lightsabers or, you know, the shit you've shared with me on, on Facebook, the Lightsaber Collector Society or whatever. Yep, yep. It, it really, it's like people have, it's almost become an art itself to create a lightsaber to pay homage to your love of, of Star Wars. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this book might be going on my list because it doesn't have a lot of words. It's looking like it's got some nice pictures and the words are more than just bullshit. Like you said, they are giving you some actual real life backstory to these these blades how they came to be it, it sounds like it looks like at least in the anakin one you know you're getting quotes from some of the actors that used them the the mace windu one so uh, this could be a fun coffee table light type of read yeah that's what i'm into big pictures small words stuff like that so uh is this is this a fall release what are this we looking is at here? available for pre-order now and it will be released on october 20th so <laughs> right, you so can go on to the like uh that. The Amazon pre-order link is yep. in the article at the bottom. 
So you can jump on there now. Actually, 27 jump bucks there, for a hardcover? That's not bad. Yeah, not so. bad at all. And if you look on the pictures now, they've added a couple more of these frames. So you have Ahsoka Tano's uh, Rebels uh lightsaber so not her yes, lightsaber. Yeah, i love clones. those blades she's got she went with like that gunmetal finish mm-hmm. and very few uh designs on the hilts i mean they're they're very smooth looking so yeah and i always liked that, that she had the different size hilts she was yeah suit one of style. them is like a they yeah one of them is, is a chateau blade which is essentially the size of yoda's lightsaber like yoda's lightsaber is a chateau blade it's just gotcha. full size for him and then she's got Wait, the you, one. You throwing kind of out samurai terms or something? You've been playing a lot of ghosts these days. I this is something that I just pick. I just know sword terms. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Nick Sun. Yes, but uh, uh, yeah. So I, I think this one's good on my list. I'm not going to pre-order it right now so people don't see all my my Amazon details. But uh, I, I'm digging it. I, I'm glad we we got this little preview. I think this is a neat little. Uh, informative type of book and isn't going to require too much brain power. So I'm 100% behind it. Yeah. Uh, talking well, about it. not needing much brain power, we are going to cover <laughs> the TikTok story, of course. Uh, how could you not? I mean, we actually had multiple fans hit us up. So that that's typically a sign like... People want us to hey, talk about this, what, clearly. What's your, yeah, what's your reaction to this? So, yeah, we oblige. I believe Kingdom of Weird was one of the first people <laughs> to sling this to us. Uh, maybe Bossajan. I never know what he's slinging down there in Australia land. But if you're a Star Wars fan, you have heard about this topic. This is the TikTok from Disney Fake Facts that went viral last week. And it's it's a really, it's shit quality. It's just some guy using <laughs> Keynote on his Mac, uh, literally recording his Mac screen with his phone. Like it's not even a screen recording, but I think that adds to the charm. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, is he goes through and renames every Star Wars movie, not with his own made up titles he's still using the the existing titles he just changes what numbers they go on moving them around yeah and quite frankly the way he lays it out it's pretty legit like i i don't have many arguments against it yeah i i I actually am aligned on a lot of these these titles a lot of it makes sense i mean the the two that still to me are interchangeable are episode two and episode three because he just he yeah. flopped them right uh so th- if you're not aware of it i'm not going to play it because we ne- we know what that can mean on the star wars time show i mean i could have smoke starting to shoot out of my ears and my screen will melt and my mic will disappear and you won't hear me for about 10 minutes but I-, I did write down his movie title just so we could look over them here on the live stream here so Uh, Like I said, he didn't make any titles up. He is just remixing the existing titles and and I'll kind of recount his his uh, reasonings behind it. So Mm -hmm. episode one, the rise of Skywalker, because pretty fine Anakin Skywalker. Right. And he's going to be trained to be a Jedi. Yes. Very obvious. Episode two, Revenge of the Sith, because Palpatine essentially kicks off his master plan. Yeah. So like I kind of agree with you here that two and three, I think could either i don't necessarily agree with his logic behind two because in retrospect yes this one works really well um but i don't think that there was enough necessarily into to say that that was the true revenge well of I, yeah i mean we're, we're grasping yeah. at straws here but technically that was his full-on pushing the green button the plan is going now yeah yes 
So you, technically, yes, that is he's his revenge is starting. And then episode three, the clones really do attack the good guys. Yeah. Right. So using act, attack of the clones in two, it's kind of weird. It, it's always been a weird title. We can just let that be. It, it's fucking dumb. Like yeah. it's the dumbest title out of any of these. Yeah. Just two all around is a shit show. <laughs> I love it now, though. Man. I, I think I'm going to start watching it at least once a month. I love Attack of the Clones. Oh, my uh, God. Episode four, Return of the Jedi, because, you know, uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda, or Luke is, or Obi-Wan finds Luke, all that fun stuff. Yes. Episode five, Luke is now being trained in the ways of the Force, so the Force awakens. Yes. Episode six, Yoda dies, right? Obi-Wan is already dead. Yoda dies in six. And I guess if you want to, so does Anakin Skywalker. So now Luke truly is the last Jedi. Yeah. Episode seven, the empire strikes back because the first order is back. The empire has risen. Episode eight, a new hope, which is Ray. what Luke gives to the rebellion at the end and Ray. Yep. And then episode nine, a rather perfect one, the Phantom Menace, who is Palpatine screaming to us all through Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, again, what do you think about switching five and one? Yeah, that works too. Yeah, yeah, I think episode one, The Force Awakens. But the I mean, problem the force with that has always is, been there. Yeah, so I guess we, we can't do that one. You lose there, Nick. I'm, I, I, after I started working through it in my pea brain, I was like, nah, that can't work. <laughs> uh, but in the end, I mean, it was, it was a fun video. It, yeah. was, it was definitely uh, something worth checking out if you haven't seen it yet. And yeah, sure, you can debate it. It doesn't matter. It's just fucking stupid internet shit, right? It's social media nonsense. <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be everyone's favorite form of entertainment these days. Uh, so we did want to talk on, or, or touch on the subject, but I, I do. I, I, I like the guys re-envisioning of the titles and I also don't mind how they are uh, in real life. So uh, a fun little exercise and, and by all means, fans, fandos, a-holes, whatever you want to call yourselves these days. If there are things that pop up that you want us to look into, please send them. I know some of you do send stuff, uh, but when you, you send stuff that's upwards of two years old, I'm, we're not going to talk about it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. check the damn dates on the post you're sending sometimes, my friends, because it's like, where did you dig this up? I mean, it, it, we talked about this in probably episode two. Sometimes so. they get those little sponsored or you should check this out on Facebook <laughs> or Twitter. And they're like, oh, my God, it's uh, new. And it's it's old. I, well, it's the, the Aussie boys do it a lot. So I, yeah. I feel like just because they're on the opposite side of the world that maybe they are a few years behind in, in Star Wars in news, news. You never in know. News world. Yeah, that's why you have to keep up with the Star Wars time show. So when uh, the new right. news drops, we give it to you and you don't yeah, have and, to worry and about it. By the way, show. there's always time for Star Wars time. Just, just get used to it. All right, man. So enough of the TikToking stuff, and we'll get into some uh, real life, some actual stuff, some actual art being created by the Lucasfilm team. Thanks to John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Taika, Deborah, uh, all the rest that worked on the first season of The Mandalorian. But uh, Emmy nods came out yep. last week. And The Mandalorian cleaned house in terms of nominations. They haven't won anything yet, but The Mandalorian got 15 nominations. I mean, dude, it's, it's nuts that's when you like consider... Dude, that's like Game of Thrones level recognition. Exactly. Like, when you consider that this is... I mean, now if you think about Emmy nominations and what usually gets the nods, it's always 
either HBO series or, you know, like Netflix direct yeah. to streaming yeah, it's, it's the long form binging shit or the episodic mm-hmm. once a week type of deal. I mean, you get, let's remember what Mandalorian was. It's essentially a cartoon length live action series. Yeah. Uh, that in total maybe runs for what four hours a little over four hours uh and it nabbed 15 emmys like legit ones for for cast crew production i mean pretty much every damn aspect of making art like this they got recognized for so we kind of go through some of the some of the noms here and just to call it out too because mandalorian gets 15 and then also a little known and little loved series also grabbed one and that's yeah i'm sorry i'm glad you brought that up because we have a lot of anti-resistance people in the swts fan base and i I get it because most of them are old angry (laughs) guys uh but if you have kids and shit star wars resistance is a really good star wars kids cartoon like it really oh, and nick and i we, we kind of talked about it before because we actually we got called out on youtube they're like hey fuckheads it, it's a kid it, it's a kid show yeah like, we, I, we we treated it very harshly i don't yeah, we were looking for like, like legit lore some good stuff yeah we treated um, it as you would treat clone wars or rebels or anything like that we right. were like oh man this is a you know it's new star wars content it's happening in the area between ep- episodes uh seven and eight so we were like all right let's let's see this shit let's get into it um and yeah and i i I, for what it was i enjoyed it for what it was is great i i I did like the art i like the characters i'm a big fan of kaz i like nico all those guys Mm -hmm. uh we got some cool looking first order people in pyre yep and uh what was that other guy von Von rag yep so yeah hey Emmy Emmy nod for resistance for what do you get for child or kids children's program yep there you go so check it out if you're a kid, I guess. But if you're a kid, or I, you I still kid. I still recommend it. If you are a true Star Wars lore freak, you have to watch. It. It's only two seasons, too. It's not, yeah, it's not like, you know, you're in bad. quarantine right now. More than likely you're sitting at home. You don't have anything to do. Just toss it on. It's on Disney Plus. And you know you have Disney Plus. So just fucking yeah, th- those of you in the peanut gallery, I highly recommend getting through your Clone Wars and Rebels before Resistance. It's not that type of, oh, you got to watch it. But mm-hmm. once you tap out your Star Wars cartoon faucet, throw it on. It, it, it isn't bad. It isn't bad. I know those of you that already watch it and you fucking hate it. That's fine. You can hate it. It's dumb. It's for kids. It's fine. Just let it go. But those who want to experience, at least try it, right? It's free if you have Disney Plus, or I think it's even up on Star Wars Kids YouTube, this, that, and the other thing. But getting back to the live action universe, the, the good Star Wars are the one that have made Star Wars fans at least feel like not killing each other now. Mandalorian, uh, big one here. Outstanding drama series. All that's right, the that's, big, that's that's like the best thing you can yeah, be that, nominated for. That's best for. picture. So, yeah, give it to Mando. I mean, I don't know what other shows are, are up against this, uh, but give it to Mando. Yep. Outstanding children's program. That was for Resistance. Uh, voiceover Taika is getting for uh, Chapter Eight, which is fantastic because that is when IG has his big moments. Yep. Uh, guest actor Giancarlo look at that he was literally in half an episode <laughs> yeah half an episode well I guess one full right because he, he he shows up at the very end of seven right and then it rolls right into eight yeah uh, but it, we've talked about that guy and that guy is a master at his craft I have never seen a role he has played where you're not like eh, where you go like oh this guy's a hack I mean he I mean, just has a presence about him he and does he command like when he's on screen 
he's one of those actors where if he's on screen, you're paying attention and he exactly. grabs your attention. Exactly. He, he's got that gravitas, if you will. I mean, yes. he's, he's someone that commands your attention. And, and clearly he did so in The Mandalorian. And we've got more on G. Carlos Moff Gideon uh, later on the show. So stick around. Tease. Big time tease right there. <laughs> uh, production design. Yes. If they don't win this, that that's a sham. Oh, yeah. that Like, there's no fucking way they lose that. that like, Cinematography for a single, single camera series. I didn't right, know. You guys, you guys know most TV shows are shot with like fucking 8,000 cameras mm-hmm. to get different angles. Single camera. And you know how beautiful this show was. So they should win production and cinematography and you know what they should win fantasy sci-fi costumes too yep i mean how many of you have bought five thousand mandalorian figures have made your own mandalorian figures have made your own mandalorian armor come on it's one of the most iconic looking armor sets i'm sure star Star trek is in this category too again like i don't have all the amy nods up but like the only thing yeah i guess picard would picard would probably be in there yeah, like that's the only thing that I could see really giving Mando a run is for this, its money. Is, is like this 2019, a, a Nick? Are these like 2019 Emmys or is this, it has to be, right? Yeah, this is 2019. So may I think Discovery Season 2 did drop in 2019, so I guess that could be in there as well. Uh, as well as Picard, and then I'm guessing some of the CW and sci-fi shows, right? Like The 100 and shit like that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but it's either way. Like, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of the good ma- stuff that came out in, in 2019. So I mean, look at the little Ugnot guy. I mean, that, that was a, a little person in a authentic live action looking animatronic head. I mean, come yeah. on. They win that one. Uh, single camera picture editing win. Prosthetic makeup win. <laughs> Music composition fucking win. Yep. Sound editing win. Mixing, win, special effects. All right, maybe not. Maybe not that one, which is weird when you're talking about a Star Wars series and you're like, maybe the special effects don't win. Yeah, but even then they could win, but I just gave them like eight, 18 wins, so I and can't this give one, them And this one should stand, this last one should be a real <sighs> sticking point for your boy. For, yeah, for- <laughs> see, I, I don't know if he was actually going to be a coordinator or fight coordinator, or just wear the suit or just be a stunt guy. Uh, but yeah, this, this, this one has to burn. It, it, it probably burns me more than him at this point that this dude missed out on filming the Mandalorian, especially just the, 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 the legend that the Mandalorian has already become. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually need to ask stunt buddy about Ryan Watson to kind of get the lowdown on him. Cause stunt buddy, uh, those of you, if you've ever seen him on the corridor, digital <laughs> stuntman reacts, I think you'll start to understand how I've tried to explain his personality. He's very direct. He's very honest. And he's usually brutally honest. Uh, He just put an episode out. So if you want to check it out, check it out. But he just right off the bat just starts laying in the uh, some people on birds of prey. So um, that's how he is. He, He knows what he knows and he believes he knows what he knows is the only thing to know. Hey, man, that makes any sense. Uh, you know, if you're if you're <laughs> constantly or, or, or very regularly employed by Marvel and Disney and reached out to for a Star Wars project, it goes to show that you are pretty well respected. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he's person he's got community. his connections. He's got a very nice portfolio. So, I mean, Just sometimes know, he's a little rough around the edges when it comes to dealing with people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll how, how many that people way. can say that they played Thanos on, you know, in infinity oh he, he's cord man he's everything like just go look at his ig he sometimes here's the thing 
the guy has a huge IG following because of the corridor series and he still sucks at IG social media. Like, <laughs> I mean, now I get, he's not on any sets, but he would never post anything like yeah. nothing interesting that people would want to see from a stunt man that works on big projects like Punisher and game, so on and so <laughs> forth. So <laughs> it is what it is. And he, he got a lot of uh, like gay following too. Cause I mean, he is a, a handsome, 40 uh, year old gentleman or 41 at this point in time. So uh, apparently he told me he has a very huge, <laughs> huge, uh, gay following because they they love them so there you go dude there you uh, go we we embrace all communities here at the star wars time show yeah if you want to love us have, have at it no uh, hate just for to, anybody here did you see greg's greg's uh matt homage pick yeah. he put out <laughs> i did see that i love it man i was flattered he made me look like i was a, a wwe wrestler that eats hgh and testosterone that's what i was gonna breakfast. say the, the musculature was a little bit extra on there oh, i love it, it a good man. portrayal I love it. Thank you, Greg, even though you're not on, so we hate you. Hey, we're getting some of the uh, regulars joining in. We got Devin. We got uh, Spencer's up in here. Alfie, how's it going for those on the live stream? If you're not on the live stream, you're listening on the radio, you can get on the live stream. Tuesdays, typically 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Star Wars Time Show YouTube. Hit it up. Yep. All right, so anyways, I really do. I mean, I, I was kind of being a smartass here, but I would not be surprised if Mando, I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep, uh, but I think it, it could very easily take 12 out of the 15, if not more. So. I think so, too. I mean, I don't know what it's up against, and we could go online and do that research right now, but this is a Star Wars time show. Who would we do don't that? Do I mean, like honestly, that. who would do that? Only people <laughs> that actually plan and care about making their show entertaining and informative, which clearly is not us. But knowing what is on television and knowing what The Mandalorian is and how well it was made, I will say that it should get... Yes, 12, 12 to 14 wins. All right, my uh, bad. T- twinkle, twinkle Tits is in here. Sorry, Greg, go. you buddy. Greg's, you. Greg's here as well. So we like, I'm I mean, still 15, waiting to see the Nick figure. That's the one I'm interested in. Yeah, see. Greg said that mine, he's probably got me with uh, like a shit loaf on top of my head and he hates me because he doesn't get his top fives like he wants to. Because uh, I, I don't I, I got to pull it up real quick. Just in, case, just in case people haven't seen Greggy Boy's uh matt haywood figure or haywood pop figure yet uh it's a gem and i i do love i mean i greg has been greg w- without doubt was our first super fan i mean the guy from day one has been making tributes to us he has dioramas for the show uh he is the man but there it is right <laughs> There it is right there. I mean, I do. I look like a fucking wrestler, which I'm sure it is a wrestling figure, but it looks like I just got done snorting a line of coke, <laughs> shooting some roids in my ass, and I'm recording the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hyped up. I'm like, ready to go. So thank you, Greg. I do appreciate <laughs> it. I am flattered. All right. Uh, hey, guess what, Nick? Yes. Star Wars comics are back. They're back. Star Wars comics are back. I believe, I think this week we're getting the proper just Star Wars run Mm -hmm. uh, is continuing. I don't know about the Bounty Hunter and other ones, but Darth Vader returned last week, which means I wasted my time to make a video for less than 30 people to check out, but I still (laughs) had fun doing it because it's our boy, Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Darth Vader. So Darth Vader number three, 2020 came out. I did my thing. What is my thing? Well, I try to... 
uh, go through and at least highlight it to me when I'm reading. I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. That's it. And then I'll regurgitate it to all of you. I'm like a mama bird. I chew it up and then I vomit it into your mouth through our YouTube channel that no one subscribes to. Uh, I look for interesting new canon added to the Star Wars franchise because these are canon base. I also look for any type of Easter egg type of thing in the issue. So uh, if you're into this type of stuff, if you haven't read number three, you might want to tune out for the next 10 minutes because I am going to talk about some of the key moments. It's going to be a slight recap, but more or less just kind of highlighting some of the uh, the neater things I, I, I saw in here. Uh, not that I'll remember because I don't really write them down and it's on the video, so I may have to play the video, but that could then blow up the stream. So who the fuck knows? Uh, but either way, I guess I got my script. So Darth Vader number three picks up right after number two. Him and Sabe are en route to, and this is where we get kind of the first interesting canon bits, Naboo. And Nick, they literally land in the wonky ass, fat ass space cow field where Anakin and Padme kind of romped around, rolled around, and had their first little flirting session. Yep, yep. Uh, They even show the little space Naboo cow pig things. (laughs) Uh, And you can tell Vader, and each time we see one of these areas that Vader is currently in, on the next panel we get the flashback. The memory, yeah. Yep, red-tinted because it's Vader remembering it and not Anakin. So he remembers teasing, you know, oh, it's a, I'm too afraid to tease a senator. <laughs> uh, they also, they go to the Nibiri summer home, all okay. right? Uh, no discussion about sand. Uh, they go to the dining hall where he feeds her like a creep with the force and uses uh. the, the word wish way too many times than <laughs> the word wish should be used in one sentence. Um, you see, I, I'm, I'm calling this an Easter egg, but they have to go underwater and they get in the same bongo that I swear Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan used oh, in The Phantom so. Menace. Okay. So it's almost like Padme took it to her parents' summer home and kept it down the basement to cruise. Nice, nice. We also learned through this issue that after the end of The Phantom Menace, you know, they, they, da, 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 do, 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 the big parade thing and you know boss nass and the queen they made their pact that was such a big moment on naboo that the gungans and nabooians actually created a a mural and an underwater building to commemorate that moment that's awesome okay uh, but but what's interesting about all this is that you know we know he's with sabe yep we also find out now that sabe is still working with typho Typho, another character from the movies. He's her bodyguard. He's a Padme security in episode two and three. Yes. Um, we learned through them that they hold Anakin Skywalker in the same light as Padme. He's oh. almost become like a, a, a god to, uh, they call themselves Amidalans. It's almost like they've become a, 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 a cult. Yeah, I was going to say. Like over, a, like a over Queen Amidala. And Padme, and the reason for that is because of Anakin Skywalker, the Jedi, saving Padme from uh, the assassination Which, attempts in Attack of the Clones. Yes. Uh, and they know that Anakin was the last person to be with her uh, on Mustafar, and they thought, you know, he they was going there to help her, save her, and all that light. stuff. Right. So that that was interesting that they... Uh, Anakin became a a a hero, a a folk hero on Naboo, just wow. as big as Padme. They're they're almost revered like I, I can't really think of of uh, characters in real life, but uh, 
Jesus. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go that far. I guess Anakin was the chosen one, but yes. these, this faction that Sabe is in, they're, they're, they're hell bent on getting revenge against those who killed Anakin and Padme. Wow. All right. So that was interesting. So who is the, do they say in the, in the series or in this, uh, in this book, like who are they like focusing on? Like who is the, the focus of their ire? Like who are they trying well, to get back to at? Where this ends is interesting. Uh, some other, we, we get a uh, cola claw fish shows up and chews on the bongo, a, nice. a direct mention to a scene from the fan and menace. At the end, you see the, you know, oh, there's always a bigger fish. That big fucking thing shows up. But what happens, Nick? So we know Sabe was working with Vader because she needed him to get revenge against whoever killed Padme. Yes. But what we didn't know is that Sabe and these Amidalans knew all along that Vader was responsible. Oh, shit. So they actually, this whole issue ends with them having trapped Vader with some sort of device that's calling this massive fucking fish to come down and eat him, essentially. Wow. Okay. So they, they just, this is how they figured it out. They deduced that they've learned that Mustafar became Vader's homeworld. Yep. They knew the last place Padme went was Mustafar. Yep. They knew the last place Anakin was at was Mustafar. Yep. So they kind of put one plus one equals five and said... Padme on Mustafar, Anakin on Mustafar, you live on Mustafar, you fucking killed him. And he goes, you're right. And then boom, shit happens, end of issue, wait for number four. There we go. I mean, I definitely want to get, you know, I have to pick it up and read it, but this was a very interesting series leading up to it. And like the fact that that Sabe was one clever enough yeah. to know like to to lead him into a trap like this and two to actually pull off some sort of trap well, on yeah, vader man, without being found out that's yeah you, you would think that vader still has the ability to sense thoughts right exactly yeah uh but no somehow they hit it hit it all the way till the end until i mean there's this they kept teasing with oh we got this hollow recorder it's going to show you what happened at padme's apartment they finally get it and watch it, and it's them sitting around making their pact to exact revenge on whoever killed Padme. Oh. And then that's when they're like, we know it was you. And he goes, you're right. And then bah, it just ends because one of the other Naboo people uses this whistle to call the big-ass fucking fish. I guess they're assuming they're just going to kamikaze themselves, commit yeah, suicide down with them. to take out Vader. So uh, other interesting points, I mean, when they're in the, in the uh, bongo and it gets attacked— uh, the color, the color flesh actually rips it apart. So they all get ejected. Oh shit. What do you think Vader does? He just fucking kicks the shit out of the color claw fish. I he mean, he just, just beats the shit out. Oh of yeah. The fish. It just like slices it in half and then force fucks it. It's over. I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> like you always get a boss level Vader action scene in a Vader comic. So once again, uh, number three adds great lore. Uh, great canon content, if you will, to Vader, his backstory, his future stories, his present stories. All this is taking place after Empire when he learned that Luke was his kid and he's pissed that Luke is a puss. Yeah. So he's and going out throughout the universe, hunting down those he thinks made his son a wuss. Awesome shit. Uh, it's very interesting. So uh, it's out there now. It's on digital. 
I'm, I'm assuming it's probably only a digital. I don't know if they're doing uh, paper releases to comic book stores yet. I know Sean's in the, in the peanut gallery. Sean, if, if you know actual physical comics are being sold again, let us know and we'll, we'll make that announcement. But I know you can at least get these on digital right now. And like I said, I believe Star Wars proper uh, returns tomorrow. Or if you're listening to the audio version, it should be out right now. Yep. Uh, so good stuff, but please, uh, if you're in this, if you like Vader, if you like just kind of comic recaps or Star Wars canon, interesting Star Wars stuff, give us some views on YouTube. It is rather depressing to get 30 on these. Uh, I mean, I know maybe the content doesn't sound that exciting. Maybe I need to make the title more clickbaity, uh, but it's just, uh, and hey, look. this is... This is about what this these series do, about 30, 50 at the most. So these uh these aren't long videos either. It's only like a four or five minute long video. This one's three minutes and forty two seconds in total. So it's not like you have to sit through a full Star Wars time yes, show, which I, can I will, be two plus hours. I will it's, promise you, I will never waste your fucking time in a Star Wars video. Uh, I may not get all the Easter eggs when I recap a Mando or I, you know, I may fuck up a, a top moment. But I'm not going to sit there for 20 minutes and be like, did you see the 50 eggs in Mando season one, episode one? We're like, look, that piece of dirt was from Tatooine. Look, (laughs) that paint was used in The Empire Strikes Back. Look, that wire might have been used in Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's it's insane. I just go for the right in your face or the oh, like the real fan type of chubbing up type of stuff. Yes. Because I, I don't have an attention span either. I mean, one of the main reasons I haven't watched my buddy's most recent stuntman reacts because it's 19 minutes long. I was just like, <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. Bro, cut it down. Cut it in half. Yeah. Eight minutes. Quit, quit bitching. Uh, yeah, according to my buddy Sean, who is a comic book artist, uh, the, the physicals are out there. So if you can, you do it safely. Hit up a shop. Support them because I'm sure they have gotten their uh, shit kicked in during yeah, all com- this. At least here in the States. because. Most of the world has, is moving beyond the virus. We're just getting deeper and deeper into yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're digging the hole. So, um, yeah, Vader 3 out now. Marvel Comics app on your phone or other devices. Comixology is or, or out as there Tone as well. says, I guess if you want to pirate, read comics online. Do a search on that. So Wow. If you don't want to support them, you don't want to pay. <laughs> I really, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm never going to crack down on people that bootleg stuff. I, it's just something I don't personally do. Yeah. As someone that does create things for free, uh, it's just something I don't get into. But I, I do I'm not understand getting on that my, there my, are my, people my, out there right now who don't have money because of this, though. Right. I, I'm not getting on my my big uh, mighty throne here and preaching down. I mean, I, I back in the days when Kazaa and that type of stuff was around when I was poor, I was definitely getting into that peer-to-peer uh, but these days, you know, if I can afford the the five bucks, whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it. It's just, uh, and don't get me wrong, I and mean, there are people in Hollywood that rob their own industry by pirating movies, and it just blows my mind. It's like, do you guys understand why budgets are getting cut or this, that, and the other thing when you own assholes are stealing your fucking work? Yeah, it's like, come on, guys, like, just <laughs> questionable. Uh. But yes, go read this if you can, any way you can. Uh, just catch up on the canon because there's a lot of great <laughs> stuff out there. It's, hey, it's, again, commenting to the live stream. I know sometimes on the audio only it might get weird, but Tones, we're just messing with you, buddy. He buys all the printed stuff. He just wants to make sure that he he is supporting the artist, and that that's all go. that matters. So. There we go. Uh, I'm all about that. If you if you buy the print, and you want to try to get a free digital, go for it. You should get the fucking digital with the print anyways. What, what really is the extra cost? Yeah. Okay, so we teased this earlier when we were, when we were talking about all the Emmy nominations for The Mandalorian. Um, 
yes, Spencer, he did do a good Punisher short, but it did not pop like he thought it would, so he feels bad about himself. <laughs> uh, just, just watch the damn quarter digital thing, and we'll move on from that. Check them out. They're a huge YouTube channel. My buddy Eric Linden, stunt guy, he does the stuntman reacts and is really good at it. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have a lot of work after he does all these because he shits all over he's Hollywood, just like but shitting on his own industry. Oh, it's like, fun. I, I love uh, his honesty is refreshing, though. So have at it. Uh, just don't ask him for feedback on your toy photography. <laughs> OK, so uh, Giancarlo, he is a treasure when it comes to the acting profession. Uh, we know him as Gus. He was in a few other shows. He's in a, a bunch of movies. But more, most recently, at least for us in Star Wars land, he has become Moff Gideon, the uh, supposed or seeming leader of the Remnant Empire, at least what we've been told or shown through one season of the show. Uh, but he was on, who was it? That? He was on with Deadline, right, Nick? Doing, a, yes. doing an interview. And he kind of got into more talk with the, the big weapon, the big reveal at the end of season one which was the fact that he is in possession of the almighty and badass looking dark saber uh and he kind of got into how gideon is connected to this saber right yeah it was really interesting the the quotes that he put out there about not only the weapon itself but his ties to the weapon so the first uh choice quote that came out of this deadline article was this he says the saber is a key to moff gideon's past which possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his desire to build a planet okay, and bring okay. it back together. All right. Okay. Stop the clock. We, we mentioned this before. I, I don't know how many episodes back it was, but it was, it was with another Giancarlo interview. He's like, hey, this guy isn't just a power-hungry bureaucrat. Yes. He can you know walk the walk, talk the talk. And, and we were speculating, does that mean he has forced dip? Or was he a fucking Mandalorian? Was he one of these turncoats that when the Empire took over, he joined the, the super commandos and rose the ranks up through there? And as at least the way Nick read it to me, his desire to build a planet and bring it back together. What do we know at this point in time in the Mandalorian? Mandalore has been gutted, Completely. destroyed. All the, the the residents, the true Mandalorians are scattered across the galaxy. Yeah, and all you have left of Mandalorian society is like what we saw in the show where you have these, the these creed. underground it's collections. It. It's just the creed. Mana. That's all they have. Yeah. Right? There is no Mandalore anymore. There is no man. You're a Mandalorian if you buy into the creed, basically. That is what they're reduced to. Uh, so, you know, has, uh, when we're talking about the Darksaber and we know it's ties to Mandalore and the Mandalorians, Tarvizla, the first Mandalorian Jedi, forged it. Uh, Pre took it. Maul took it from him. Bo, uh, sub, uh, no, well, Maul. Ahsoka, Ahsoka got it. And right, something like that. And then Sabine. Sabine ends up with it. And then yeah. she gives it to Bo-Katan. And then all we know, somehow Gideon gets it after that. Yeah. Uh, so it just it, it, in that comment, build a planet and bring it back together. It, it just sounds like the guy has a hard on for Mandalore, Mandalorian culture, Mandalorian artifacts. Is he a Mandalorian? Yeah, I, I mean, by the way that this is put, by the way that that Giancarlo said this, it it does. It almost seems like he is a former Mandalorian, and he's he has the saber, and he looks at it the same way that Bo-Katan looked at it, that Sabine looked at it, everybody else, that this is the, the sign of the true leader 
of Mandalore. And if he holds this, then all of the Mandalorians should follow him. And if it, if it really is his desire to rebuild a planet, then he may be trying to recruit Mandalorians or, you know, and then bring them under this imperial yeah, remnant. I mean, if we, if we really want to like fold in some of the other hanging plot threads, the whole Baby Yoda stuff, the potential of transferring force powers, maybe he's looking to create a, a force-infused race of Mandos. You know, yeah. that probably would be the ultimate warrior. You have all of the Mandalorian skills with space magic. Yeah, I mean, if you if you gave. A really skilled Mandalorian like oh my God. Katan, the Force. I mean, come on. I mean, just just imagine Din with the fucking Force. Look what the guy did without the Force. Yeah, I mean, what can you do against that? Do you like if <laughs> if you go back to to the times of Revan and Malak and you talk about the the Mandalorian wars? Like, do the Mandos lose that war if they have the Force? I don't think so. I don't right. think they lose that. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you 100. percent I mean. There isn't a lot about Tar Vizsla and his potential and what he was able to do outside of he was just the first Mando Jedi and he forged the Darksaber. But his second quote, Nick, maybe we will get more of that exposition now because uh, he's he's pretty much, he was asked like, hey, are they going to be hiding the Darksaber? So it's like, aha again. And and Gene Carl's like, no, 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 no. You'll see more of the Darksaber. You'll get the explanation of this ancient weapon to the modern world. So that to me is, hey, we're going to get a flashback, hopefully. A collapsed world. Where did this saber come from and how was it revived? It's a key in our second season, which we back sooner than later. That's right. We're only what? eight weeks at this point yeah you're talking about october so we're Woo! two months two months out so finally something to look forward to i mean literally in 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 terms of just visual entertainment we talked about movies have been wiped off the fucking map there are no movies anymore the movie industry's dead this is really the <laughs> only thing that we can kind of get up for at this point yeah i mean right now it's either you know Previously filmed TV series or animation. That's all you're going to be getting right. for a little while. In terms right, so of what, what Tones is saying here, he's saying with the Empire really oppressed Mandalore as they knew. I, I think that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And they kind of mm-hmm. touch on some of that in Rebels. I mean, they used that weapon Sabine was working on to essentially melt. Wipe out Mandalorians. Like just melt fucking Mandalorians. Yeah, it targeted I, I mean, their armor and it was an electrical beam. It targeted their armor right. and it fried it them inside them. of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that's 100%. I mean, I, I think the Empire made a point to fucking get in that planet and crush them. Yeah, because they knew the power of a, a you know, a coalesced group of Mandalorians. If the Mandalorians chose to go against the Empire and join the Rebellion, or even just do it on their on their own, you know that they were going to bring the fight in a way that the Empire would right. have to split their forces if you know if they're not working with the rebellion and just make them weaker like the empire yeah, well, well that's that kind of alfie's falling up here going like well how weak were they after the clone wars well, i think that's the point i think that's how the empire was able to get in and take hold of mandalore itself yep uh thanks to mall shenanigans on the planet and just the devastation of the clone wars in general i know the clone wars didn't touch their planet until the very end but it was still a, the Siege of Mandalore was a costly battle. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the Night Owls, a lot of the 
uh, loyalist Mandalores lost their lives. They were already scattered before that. I mean, they're already f- infighting even before the clo- or during the Clone Wars. I mean, you yeah. had Bo Katan, who was kind of hanging with Pre and Death Watch, that was against her sister. Uh, so Mandalore has been kind of politically fucked for a while, but I do agree, Alfie. I think, you know, the Clone Wars, as was the plan for the galaxy in general, was just to weaken every fucking planet and system. Yeah. So the Empire could come in and just be like, hey, we're here to help. We'll provide security. We're the law and order president, right? Like some of the shit we're dealing with right now. So that I, I think that's 100 percent spot on. So I, I would not be surprised if Gideon was one of these suck asses uh, like Saxon, Saxon that, that yeah. kind of saw the writing on the wall and when he knew that, hey, we're, we're losing, I'm just going to join the bad guys. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean. It, it could be even deeper than that. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's a double agent and this is all bullshit. But I, I doubt. I, I do think Moff is the big bad. I think he's going to play the big bad for, for a minute here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see them rotating like big bads every season. I, I, I think just like our... Our, our Skywalker saga where we had our overarching big bads. Uh, I'm hoping at least Gideon stays in that role. Yeah. He, he J- just for Jean Carlo, to be honest with you. I mean, that that's my main motivation there. I mean, like the way that I look at Jean Carlo here in the position, he's like, he's like the, the end boss in a video game. Like you always have like, like the end boss has revealed himself at the end of, you know, season one. But you're not, you don't go straight from seeing the end boss to fighting the end boss. There's a right. lot of little shit you got to get through before you get to Gideon. So I really, I hope that you're yeah, right. I, I, I hope s- that we get through. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. again, episode eight, that culminates the Gideon thread. But then we get like we do in, in epics, episodic, uh, you know, TV series. We'll get the cliffhanger of, oh, shit, that there's the real puppet master. I mean, there, yeah. there's that potential too i mean there, there could be someone behind even gideon well we know palpatine's out there kicking around in yeah. the galaxy right so he, he's he's alive somewhere out there and uh, you and, never know and, what and type of vibes know. he's putting out like you know the, the 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 seeds of the first order could be planted even right now i mean we don't know who's out there in terms of the 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 imperial superstructure outside of I mean, we know that Thrawn is still around somewhere out with Ezra in the Unknown Regions. We know that Gideon's here, and we know that there is still some sort of Imperial, you know... There what, are what do we find out, out that, that Thrawn's the one pulling the strings? Him and Ezra have teamed up, and now they're just fucking badasses coming Could back be. from the unexplored. They're all tough. Like I said, I want Thrawn to have his long hair, his shirt ripped, and his <laughs> blue muscles hanging out. There you go. Uh, I want Ezra with a dirty beard. I, I, kind of, kind of like a, a samurai ponytail, like Kanan. <laughs> I'm down for it, man. I mean, I'm I'm ready to see <laughs> Thrawn and Ezra just jump back in, space whales and everything, just fucking drop the bombs on <laughs> Yeah, space whales, <laughs> hyperspace whales. I don't know, man. I, I think Giancarlo, honestly, has been doing some masterful press. Yeah. For the character and season two. I mean, he gives you just enough without giving you anything mm-hmm. to make people like you and me and, of course, the fandos getting here and, and start speculating. And, and that is our favorite thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason Nick and I do this is just to bullshit about potential Star Wars stories. That's it. We cover the other nonsense, but uh, the fun of it, the... You know, the, the chub popping, the, the, the smuggling pee aspect of this hobby is speculating on what could be based on the little bits of information we get from those in the know. Uh, but I, I am starting to lean towards Moff has ties to Mandalore. He clearly understands the culture. He clearly understands the power of the Darksaber. 
and as some are saying in the the peanut gallery here, you know, maybe he is currently using the dark saber to oppress other Mandalorians. You never know. I mean, if they still believe in the creed, that thing is their life. That yep. whoever has that is the ruler. I'm sure they've gotten over that after all the bullshit that happened to him in the Clone Wars and the uh, yeah with Maul and the, uh, and then with the rebellion Saxon and all that. But who knows? So. Good stuff from Giancarlo. Hopefully someone else gets him on a, a mic because he always drops nice little, little nuggets for yeah, us. Yeah, little, little lore pieces here and there, little hints. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. October release month for Mando. There's no date yet set, but look out for October release on Disney Plus for Mandalorian Season 2. If you don't have Disney Plus, get on it. Well worth it. Well worth your time. Speaking of Disney Plus, our famous... Uh, transition there. Speaking of Disney Plus, there's a new casting call out here for for Kenobi. Uh, hold on. What do you think? Do you think they're going to stick to the usual length in Mando S two? I hope they go no, 40 no longer minutes. Th- no longer in forty minutes. Typically, I hope they go forty minutes or longer each episode. I don't know if the if the episode length was due to like you know this being kind of yeah trial experimental yeah right. like first That's- season. It's kind of but, what I was hoping for myself, but just uh, yeah. based on everything they've released so far on Disney Plus, I mean, even the uh, that behind the scenes series, they still kept those thirty or 30 less. Minutes, yeah, and th- there's really no, I mean, outside of the Mandalorian, there's no brand new live action shows that are going more than thirty minutes. So, I mean, maybe that's what they're comfortable with, and maybe that's what you know Favreau and Filoni have agreed. Like, hey. We can tell you incredible stories in 30 minutes or less in these episodes. And so they, they have proved it. We're just all selfish, greedy assholes. Yeah, I mean, I want I'm, I'm including minutes. myself. I want an hour. I want yeah. 10 one hour long episodes. Well, I, I mean, that's what we all thought this was going to be because yeah. we, we've been conditioned by HBO, by Netflix, that when you get a streaming s- series, first off, you're going to get every fucking episode at once. Second off, they're at least an hour long. Yeah, uh, but they they kind of changed that formula, and it, and it worked. I mean, some of the the bite sized episodes made perfect sense. Is mm-hmm. like you didn't really need to expand those stories, but there were others you could argue that you definitely could have weaved a little more lore in. So who knows? At this point, though, I, I trust the team behind it. Uh, so I'm not. It's nothing I'm going to worry about. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm going to be selfish and want more, but I'm not going to worry if episode one clocks in at 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've. Got full faith in in Filoni and Favreau from here on out. I I will no longer question their decisions in terms of episode uh, length or storytelling. I anymore. mean, selfishly as a dumbass content creator that no one watches, I like the shorter episodes because it just means less sit time. Because uh, once these come up again, I'm gonna have to get back to that Friday routine where I'm up at the butt crack. I watch it once, take my notes, watch it again, take my screens, do the Easter egg, do the recap and review, and then watch it just to enjoy. So that that's my Mandalorian watching life. And that'll uh, extend so I, our our episode length by at least thirty. Oh, minutes. dude, I was just thinking about that today. I'm like, fuck, man. We're gonna have to trim some stuff. <laughs> We're gonna be getting uh, easily three hour. I mean, it, it, it'll be three hour standards once mando's back because we'll be doing the full-on egg and recap reviews on top of whatever else dumb shit we're talking about so yeah we we, we need to find get ready areas. get ready wear your diapers my friends because I, I was thinking the same thing today when we were look i was looking at the some of the mando and the emmys i'm like ah oh, i am excited for it to come back i don't feel like doing the content creation even though i'll do it because i'm addicted to it i'm an asshole 
but the casts are going to be so long yeah. because yeah remember mando season one this was back when nick and i did two shows a week yeah we, we were the, doing an episode separate for the mandalorian and then we yeah. decided we were like fuck it we can't do two episodes anymore and we started smashing them in yeah and that's when and we then got to those without any breakdowns started to turn into two and a half hours three hours so <laughs> just be prepared we're going to be doing a stern show length shows coming up 350 four hours yeah could be uh, so sponsors bring it we still have no following but if you want to throw some money at us feel free to do so yeah we'll, we'll all right those. like nick said we we got another one here and in this one i'm gonna go ahead and slap the rumor tag on it uh because it comes from the Illum nerdy yeah it's i'm uh, not gonna lie good domain name i like it i like it but not something i'm gonna trust quite yet yeah so just like how no one trusts star wars time show i get it <laughs> Um, yeah, so this, this is a, we'll put it out there. They put it out as an exclusive and of course they don't have anything linked to it, but apparently there are two castings out there for Kenobi series on Disney plus that essentially give away who is going to be in the show. And the, the castings are for, this is how it's worded, girl, Caucasian, eight to 11 years old to portray a precocious girl, boy, Caucasian, eight years old to portray a precocious boy. So, 8 to 11-year-old boy and girl, both white. I, I pulled up Precocious, by the way, for those watching on the screen, just in case you needed a refresher. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, I did. Uh, I thought it was a spelling. I thought they meant to say Precious. No, Precocious. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the proper term to use for the two kids that we're talking about. Early childhood development. Yeah, so precocious is essentially having developed certain abilities or proclivities at an earlier age than usual, which is a great way to describe these two potential characters who, duh, are the space twins, right? Yes, yes, the Skywalker twins here. We're talking Luke and Leia here, people, if you haven't figured that out yet. But I mean, you know what, dude, the Luke doesn't surprise me at all. It yes. makes sense. The Leia thing, I like. I like it if it's real. I, I, I dig it because that means that they may be or at least Obi is, is in communication with Bale. Yep. Something like that. I mean, there's there's no reason to include Leia as a little girl unless Obi is going to interact with Bale or have a vision about Leia's own force powers, something like that. Exactly. I, I think if this is real incorporating a young leia is brilliant i mean the and that's exactly kind of you know what i put in the post on starwarstime.net is that it kind of opens up two possibilities it opens up the possibility that you're talking about that that obi is in communication with bale because in bale's mind he's like i now have this kid this adopted daughter who is the daughter of one of the most powerful force users on in the galaxy I have no idea what I'm doing raising. I've never raised a force sensitive child. I don't. Well, yeah, know. you never like, know. I mean, I know Leia didn't quite know she had it until Luke reached out to her in Empire. But you would have to think, as a kid, or even you know Luke's ability to fix stuff or fly in her early age, just like Anakin, you would have to think that you know Leia was maybe there in in, in Senate class, just fucking wowing people. Yeah, or, like, or, or doing crazy shit like high intelligence stuff at a young age that people even, just like. What's going on here? Yeah, like even very young, you know, like I, I remember hearing in, in either, you know, books or, or other canon, um, you know, stuff out there that, you know, these force abilities can start 
you know, manifesting themselves and children as young as like, you know, two, three years old where they can't even remember what they're doing. So like Bale and his wife are just sitting there and all of a sudden fucking their, their TV starts floating off the there wall you go. and it's, there you, go. <laughs> you know, the, you, cause you know, the organas love watching TV at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Bale always had that hollow thing up there. He's, he's checking shit out yeah, while he's, he's, he's eating his sure. gun dark wings. So, uh, you know, in that case, what do you do as Bail Organa? Like, you have this child who's displaying force sensitivity. Yeah. The only person you know is yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. You give I, him I a, think, a I phone think, call. I think we've hit on something. So tomorrow I want you to write a post title that guarantees it. You know, just kind of put it out there. Let's start doing our fortune teller shit. We can. We can just yeah. say it. Princess, uh, Bail Organa, Princess Leia will contact Kenobi in Kenobi. Yeah. Done. There we go. Fact. Punch it, send it to press. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing that that could possibly bring Leia into this is, like you said, if if he is somehow, if if Kenobi is somehow just like tapping into the force to like spectral force check on her, like is she doing that that too? I I think, and Tones in here, he he doesn't seem to be a big fan of having Leia. It doesn't make sense to him as as just on paper, but I, I do think incorporating a young Leia really opens up this series and it opens up the Star Wars canon in general because uh, we get nothing about young Leia. I mean, there's a little bit in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, you know what? I guess she does get a little more than even young Luke at this point. I mean, but young Luke gets a little shot in Rebels too. But Leia actually had episodes in Rebels and interacted with some of the main characters and I think helped Wedge lead the Empire, shit like that. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I, I like this idea. I mean, as I said, Luke was a no-brainer. It'd be ridiculous not to have a young Luke. Uh, I would actually like to see them interact and not just him looking from uh, yeah, afar. Yeah, because he knows who Ben Kenobi is. Like, yes. It's not like he that, had never exactly. known this guy before. So. Exactly. Because I know in Rebels, they they make it appear like Obi-Wan always keeps a few kilometers between him and the, the homestead if Luke's outside, but the, the way it's explained in a new hope, you know, old Ben, the crazy old hermit. I mean, it, he is a local that the, that the Larses know about Luke clearly knows about. So. Yeah. And when, when Luke is, you know, when old Ben saves him from the, from the, you know, Tuscan Raiders, it's not like Luke looks at him and doesn't know who he is. Like, right. They have inter- like based off of that interaction, like he knows who he is and, and, you know, they have interacted before in the past. So, yeah, it's not like he doesn't go, hey, you fucking creep. Get away from me. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're you're Ben Kenobi. I know who you are. Right. So I think it's great. I mean, you know, bringing in, like you said, bringing in Leia opens up avenues in the show beyond what we initially thought. Like at first we were like, okay, this is going to be all Kenobi. Focus, you'll see Luke in the distance. You'll see interactions with the, you know, the Larses if, if need be. But for the most part, it's going to be Kenobi kind of doing his own thing, like trying to figure out what to do in this galaxy. Also, another important call out here is the age of these children that they're casting, eight to 11 years old. So I'm not saying that this is this is putting a 100 percent foreshore timeline on this show, but like eight to 11 years old gives you an idea. Like we're not talking five years outside of rots now. We're talking at least eight years. We're talking a good distance between rots and this show. And that can put into perspective, like what's happening in Kenobi's brain. Like he probably knows that Anakin is Vader. He probably like, there is a large portion of this galaxy that is now under the control of the empire. Eight years after 
the end of rots. So that also is an important call out because now you have a time frame in mind of like, what's going on? Where's Kenobi? Is he still trying to get off of Tatooine? Like, it, it's very important that, it, that we're going to be in that kind of time range here. Yeah, I, I just hope they film the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, at this point, nothing set in stone outside of uh, Mando season two. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know when, you know, filming is going to start on Cassie I, and I, I, There are, like, some productions, but I don't think anything Lucasfilm has gone back to work. I mean, I know Jurassic World, Dominion, wherever the fuck that's going to be, they're, yep. they're back up and running. Uh, there's some other big stuff. I know I think New it's Zealand heavily was... dependent on where your filming is. Oh, yeah, nothing's getting filmed in America. Yeah, I mean, not right let's now. Let's be real. <laughs> let's be real, especially not in... In Georgia, where you have uh, Dollywood and out in Hollywood, I mean, California is the epicenter, I believe, uh, for the world at this point. And uh, the South ain't doing too hot either. So, nope, nope. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I hope it gets filmed because this, this series, even more so for me than Mando, could be extra special just because of the, the ties back to the core Skywalker characters. Uh, I mean, Mando did great to remind us that this that that show lived in the universe we all fell in love with back in the you know eighties, nineties, two thousands, depending on when you were born. But this, with the Kenobi, with hopefully Anakin, the Skywalker kids, this is going to feel like home to me. Like, all right, mm-hmm. this is the type of stuff I would have wanted to see when I was a little kid, and all the uh, original movies were over. This is the content that would have painted more of a complete picture for my star wars trilogy right because at this point we are it, it is becoming generational yeah uh, people are attaching themselves to the star wars trilogy that was uh, around when they were the youngest i mean we have the ot people like myself we grandfather nick in sort of <laughs> uh you have the prequel people so kids in the 90s they they look to that or even uh, our buddy papa p i mean he's my age but still he his love of Star Wars came from the prequels. Yeah, he was a prequel. uh, which is which is different. I mean, I, I don't know how at eighteen or nineteen I wouldn't have loved Star Wars yet, and then the prequels would have made me love it. But hey, it happens. And then you're gonna have those that grew up during the the sequel trilogy. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Kenobi. I hope it, it does take off. I, I, I don't think it's gonna get canceled. I just concerned at this point at this point in time with the virus how shit gets done, getting people together, filming and people not dying. We cannot lose Ewan McGregor. Yeah, no, he, he, and Ewan's been the one person in terms of a a primary Star Wars actor who has not vehemently hated it after he finished. Like, yeah, Ewan's always been like, yeah, I'd come back. I'd love the character. Well, apparently we didn't post it because we were lazy. And last week I was kind of taking a mental health. I mean, I did my real life work and then mental health out, just kind of checked out of fake Star Wars land. Uh, but th- there's shit going around that you and the beards growing in, the hair's getting cut. So they're thinking he may be, you know, getting ready to, to slip back into the tunic. So yeah. who knows? I mean, who knows? You could see a little bit on that. We talked about an interview that he did a few weeks ago. And you could see on that that like he had the scruff coming in, like you could see that he was growing the beard out a little bit right. there. But apparently, I just know, I, I wonder if they're going to do this at uh, UK lots or if they're going to do it in the states like they did with Mando. Dude, I would imagine it's UK. It's UK at this point based. you have to. I, I I know UK they're not 
as good as some parts of the country, but they're yeah, not but nearly I mean, pine, as. You got Pinewood there, and right. Pinewood is Star Wars home. So, you know, you you could do everything at Pinewood, and then just call it a day. And then, I mean, even if you are gonna try to go back to Jordan, I don't know what their situation is in terms of the virus or their. Oh, if fuck, any dude! Bans. For these series, man, they, they they're not going on location like that ever again. I mean, with with the with those walls and the way they call it, the the. What's the name they gave that room where it's literally the screens oh, are on the, the volume. ceiling? Yeah, yeah the, the volume. volume. They ain't going anywhere. Yeah. They're going to go to someone's fucking lot and set that shit up and, and here we go. Yeah. I mean, and I really, I mean, like we talked last week with the COVID-19 delays to the films and how there are plans to start scaling back some Star Wars movies. Not yeah, gonna just be scaling these big, back budgets all around. Yeah, really. fantastical, crazy, swashbuckling movies. They may be smaller scale productions, so... Uh, you never know what things are going to look like. I mean, we know season two of Mando is going to be as is. It, it was recorded in, in the normal times, before the dark times, <laughs> before the fall, all that stuff. So uh, who knows? I just I hope Kenobi uh, escapes all this nonsense and actually sees the light of day. Agreed. Agreed. So that brings us to the end of our topics for this week. Again, like, you know, with no new shows and really no motion and filming or nothing that can happen in terms of production of new new content yet you really don't have a lot in terms of solid news no, stories it's like so. what tones and some are saying in the chat i mean the, the cassian series at this point seems doa I mean, we like haven't nothing, heard a word about nothing. cassian not even like, like sites like the illuminati yeah, like nothing. Or Star and, Wars like, Time Show are, are putting out shit about that, so. Yeah, like, you you were hearing rumors, you know, Mando Season 2, this this series, Kenobi, and, you know, even animated stuff. Not a single word about casting Andor. It's crazy that that wah, has not wah. even been mentioned. So, I mean, who who knows? Who knows? Maybe that, maybe, you know, they're delaying but dude, that. dude, that's going to be the Crimson Dawn that Ray Park was going to be in. Yeah. But now he's not because he whipped his dick out and blah, blah, blue, blah, 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 blue. So, so many weird Did you things. see that? There's a recent post on our, our Reddit that we go to, Star Wars Leaks, where someone compiled all the potential projects. And, like, half the sources are, you know, KRT or the internet or Joe Blow. I mean, you should see how much shit people have started throwing Doom, out there Doom that's going to come out for Star Wars. It's ridiculous. That's, we need to get into the fortune-telling business, my friend. Dude, I'm telling I, you. I, I, I would do it. Like, I agree that, like, we can definitely throw out some fortune-telling stuff, but we are, we are like, insta-banned off of Star Wars leaks. It's hilarious. If, if I, mean, I post a, anything on Star Wars yeah, it's leaks... it's just the bots. I mean, they, they just ooh. look at your username, and the bot comes in and swats it down. Yeah, it, it's, it's shot to shit. And I don't know what it is, because if you create a brand new one, too, it's not going to let you post. I have relatively high karma on Reddit. I have over a thousand karma on Reddit. Dude, I I really, I mean, I think Star Wars Leaks is the most collusion riddled subreddit out there. there, There's there's Uh, four people. The the, the moderators only take in information or potential rumors from people that they like kessel run transmissions jordan mazin and a few other fan accounts they did ban msw because of his stuff yeah uh, before before then he was another mainstay so yeah, he was he was uh, the, best they cover bespin bulletin as well if you're not one of those people don't even try putting stuff up there yeah i mean if you even like like i've said multiple times before we had a, a legitimate like somebody we knew gave us a job posting for fucking for the Kenobi series before COVID hit, we put it, I tried to put it on Star Wars leaks and it got 
deleted before yeah. it was even posted. <laughs> like I think they let some of our uh, some of our stuff fly on Star Wars speculation. On uh, Star that- Wars speculation, they do, and <laughs> you know, it's it's it it has its own sizable community, but you know it. People look to Star Wars leaks and the shit that's on Star Wars leaks hits big news outlets like Jedi oh, yeah. Praxis with with the entire Tross script leak. Like, I mean, I, I, there's, I, I hide nothing here. I mean, leaks is a, a go to every day. I mean, if there's if I can't find anything in my hoot sweet streams, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, double. I'm, I'm headed over to Star Wars leaks on Reddit, the scum of the Internet. Yeah. So, um. But that's all we got in terms of real news stories. So that's going to bring us to our fan segment of all right. this week. And Let's get I know things that we, switched up here. Yeah, I know that we had uh, Kristen, one of our top five artists in there. I will say for those of you who are waiting on the top five, we're still a few minutes out because we're going to go over our question of the week that was uh, up hey, this we're, week. We're, we're moving today, though. Pool. I mean, an hour 15, getting to the fan segment, that that's speed right there. That is that good. Is, so, you know, that is being quick. I will say that the fan segment usually lasts between 30 and 40 minutes. So for those of you who are still <laughs> strapping in, we're not quite done yet. We still yeah. got a good amount of time. You might want to go take a leak, get a snack, yeah, maybe get a drink, or knock yourself out for listening to our two dumbasses for two hours a week. Just, so. just strap in, folks. Th- those are your options. All right, here we go, man. <laughs> We're going to get to the update of the Battle of the Basics. We've completed the next round. We have. We have made it to, what's after this? The, fi- uh, the semis? The semifinals. So you got right. two matchups that, coming, that are coming up, and then we have the finals. Um, so the, the last two battles of this week, first up, we had Captain Rex number two seed versus number 10 seed Cad Bane. Cad got treated like a 10 seed too in a late round. I will say that. Yeah. I was going to say, Matt, (laughs) this was your, this was your sleeper pick for the whole dealio and it did not go over well. He ran into a fucking buzzsaw, a a dual wielding buzzsaw in Captain Rex. Cause a a 73 to 27 split that that's, that's a beat down. Yeah, that is a beat down. 92 votes for Rex, 34 votes for Cad Bane. Um, and if you're new to the show, we call out some of our notable fandos who vote on these from time to time. So yeah, I mean, this this one, I guess it's I don't know. I don't know if we can really shame anyone, but I am still interested to see, like, where are my cads at? Give me so, some cads, some notable cad voters by request of Matt here. So we got Augusto voted for cad All right. All right. cryo Captain Ordo. OK, Papa. There we go. Hey, uh scion rust belt collector star wars toy 73 toy box photography you had a lot of the fandos there are, in there there are some fandos there's Reggie some bird uh, some loyalists up in there so star wars black series 2019 kingdom of weird i mean those are some wow. those are some fandos. i think they threw you those votes because they felt bad okay that's fine. I mean, longtime listeners of the show know that I need my ego stroked on a at least a weekly basis on the show. Yes. Uh, but if, if you just even just hearing us talking about Reddit and the, oh, woe is me. No one likes us. Yeah, that that's me. That's yeah. not Nick. I, I, I perpetuate <laughs> it through Nick just because he's tied to the show. This is all me. I'm the one that, that that's the narcissist. Me, me, me. <laughs> Make everything about me. Make every Star Wars thing about me. But uh, yeah, notable <laughs> notable Rex Klondike. You have all right. Uh, let's see, intergalactic raptor. You have Sir Dork. You got Baron's Black Series. Oh, all right. Nico Beer Man. 
I mean, you, there's a lot of, uh, you know, wild action figure snaps, tones, all, you know, all I, I didn't think it would be, I, I really didn't think it'd be this, this big of a, a split in Rex's favor. I, I wasn't going to be upset if Rex won. I mean, he is the two. Uh, but I thought Cad would have had a little more juice in those blasters. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, I do think if it comes, cause I just think that Rex is such a force and he's not well, just he, like yeah. a brute. He's intelligent. Well, he, he also kind of got a, 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 a injected with steroids, if you will, thanks to the end of the clone wars. I mean, the, the, the final four episodes of the show, uh, the last two in particular are, are pretty Rex heavy, and he does some pretty memorable stuff. Yeah, uh, both him and Ahsoka. So I don't know. I, 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 you could argue maybe a lot of people forgot about Cat at this point. I mean, he he's been out of the Star Wars headspace, if you will, for almost years a decade. Now. Yeah, like a, a very long time since we've seen any. Cat hey, I forget which season he just kind of dissipates from Clone Wars, but there is a. It's almost like a distinct. Okay, Cad's done. Yeah, from the moving, show. <laughs> we're moving on from Cad, and we're focusing on different uh, villains. Oh so. well, well, I, I do love the Captain, so yeah. I, I'm not that upset. All right, so, so good number of votes there. So we had al- almost 130 votes there out of. I don't know. It didn't show many people viewed it. Well, that's oh. impressive because maybe people are still looking at our stories because they're sure as fuck not looking at yeah. our posts anymore. I will. There was a there was a notable downswing of votes for our next one up here, and that was the Mandalorian versus Kara Dune matchup. And this one, this one really blows my mind here. Eighty twenty for for Mando. And this is a rematch. Remember, this is a it rematch. ended in a stalemate in real life. Yeah, and Kara was beaten him pretty bad at one point and you know mando turns it around and like you said ends in a stalemate but still 80 20 for mando 81 votes for mando 19 for Kara, and so back down to 100 voters even there i would like to see you know those are well i mean we can here. say one thing for sure mando might beat Kara, but gina could definitely kick the shit out of pedro yeah in real life gina carano can probably I, beat i'm being up dead serious like i, I don't set. even i don't even think it's a fight i think she grapples yeah. him and he submits in a second I think Kara would. I mean, I think that Gina would knock him out if they <laughs> were standing I mean, up, man. <laughs> like, because Gina. I mean, like for those of you who don't know and who don't follow mixed martial arts, Gina Carano is one of the pioneers of female oh, yeah. mixed martial arts. Like, well before what's her name, who Ronda Rousey, is and... one of the worst actresses I've ever seen, <laughs> ever seen. Like. You know, she she was the one who really brought female mixed martial arts to prominence. I'm not saying that she was the first one to do it. She was the one who she was. Well, I mean, I, I would I would venture to say she was in the pioneer class. though. Oh, yeah, I, I 100 percent agree. So like this girl is a is a is a legit fighter, female, oh, yeah. you know, mixed martial artist. So she could beat up pedro pascal oh yeah i mean she's, she is my kind of woman i mean she is 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 built the way i like them yeah so let's see let's get to notable Kara voters first me i voted for Kara. all right there you go nick my lazy <laughs> ass didn't because like i said last week i kind of detached from fake yeah, you reality were, you were away from everything so then we got greggy bird and his three uh <laughs> alt accounts voted and then look, I like this lineup here. Figure Hertz voted for Kara. Augusto voted for Kara. Sir Dirk, Dork voted for Kara. Cryo voted it for Kara. It just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. Not enough Kara fans out there not to enough. topple the Mando. 
But, you know, there were some still like, again, like I said, this was a blowout in terms of the yep, it seems you know a lot the, of them the were influenced by the boy with his cool toys and action figure noob was a mando voter klondike studios drew toys wild wing scion star wars toy 73 miss geeky gem papa palpatine toy box yeah. photography all of the there's a lot of people who voted for mando here so i can't blame them but i gotta say man i disagree with this I disagree. Yeah, you're 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 drawing a line in the sand. You're saying the fans got it wrong. I think they got it wrong because even if you look at if you don't even look at the actors Pedro and Gina, Cara Dune was a rebel shock trooper who lived through the entirety of the of the uh, rebellion against the Empire, won the war, then comes in to the Imperial Remnant, beats the shit out of Mando in a straight up fight. And, and and she still gets 80 20 I just don't agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, again, I think the, the disparity in votes is too great. If it was like 55-45, I'd be like, okay, you know, there, there yeah, was some and it's and it's only because, and this is all silly, like if anyone's new listening to this, yes, we're talking about a f- f- fiction here, right? Yes. We all understand this, or at least Nick and I do. I, I can't speak for every <laughs> Star Wars fan out there, but... We are just talking about a bunch of bullshit, but in terms of this bullshit, we have evidence with these two characters that they're f- pretty evenly matched. Yeah. So it is It is funny, but hey, I mean, people have their favorites. That, that's how this stuff's going to work out. I, yeah, I don't I mean, think people typically look at these fake ass tournaments as, oh yeah, really lining them up <laughs> power to power, take into account what we know about the characters or what we've even seen. I think it's just like, oh, Mando, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Click. Voting for the Mando. So yes, if you are a follower, make sure when the, when the polls hit, go to the story, click, just click a button. All you gotta do is click one side or the other. <laughs> Cast your vote. You can do it. And I know we, we're starting to get hidden. IG is definitely hiding us. Our, our growth rate has suffered greatly over the past few months. We're almost we're definitely, to 6K. We're almost to 6K. I, I know, but dude, we were on a... T- I mean, we yeah, were adding we like 100 every two weeks, if not a week. So we, we've been slightly Throttled. put into IG jail. I mean, even just your question a week, I looked and only had like 40 likes on it. Yeah, we got some it's, comments. It's pumped was up like, a little bit now, but... Definitely not as many as we were getting. Maybe I just got to think of better questions. Yeah. All right. So question of the week. I didn't post it because I'm stupid. I just have the responses up there. We got 11 responses this week. It's all good. So the question was, there are tons of planets in the Star Wars galaxy. Which one would you choose to live on? Um, So this is this is a pretty fun one. I, I'm kind of like racking my brain. I'm like, fucking what other questions can I ask? So if anybody has any potential Yeah, that's another questions. one. I, and I know Bossajan sent us the one, and I do think we use it at one point in time, essentially, would we want Starkiller re-canonized as an Inquisitor? Something like that. So yeah. uh, th- we got that one, but th- this is another one. Yeah, if you have suggestions for question of the week, submit them to at that Nick C or just at Star Wars Time Show. Do it. Uh, um, slide into our DMs, there, as the kids <laughs> like to say. There we go. So uh, we'll start off these You were asking planets, right? What, what planet, planet would you want to live on? And, and yes. we got the usual responses, so you're going to see some of the uh, usual characters here. I mean, that's just because they put time and effort into the response versus 
Endor. It's like, okay, sweet. Tatooine. It's like, what okay, the fuck's yeah. that? Why, right. people? Yay. Sky. Like, just yelling out words and shit. <laughs> so, there we go. you can always count on Brian, action figure noob, for a, a detailed and, and heartfelt comment. So, uh, his one here is, I gotta go with Coruscant, since I live in NYC. I imagine it won't be so much different. The hustle and bustle. All kinds of trouble and drunken shenanigans you can get into. High-class power struggles, complaining about how it's too expensive to live there, but still make it, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I've definitely seen a lot of Coruscants on there. Yeah, I know Baron, Baron threw Coruscant yeah. up. I will reserve my answer until the end, but um, right. yeah, Coruscant was a popular. Yeah, I just, I did, I liked his comparison because I know, I think he lives in the heart of New York City, which yeah. is our Coruscant for if, sure. So. If New York City is your home, then yes, Coruscant yeah. would be your it, Star Wars. Home it would for be, sure. it would be no different as long as you were rich and you lived in the upper echelons of the city yeah. and not down at like thirteen. Otherwise, yeah, if you're living in thirteen thirteen, it could be a different yeah. story. Right. Uh, up next, we have Force Father. He says, hmm, that's a really tough one. Obviously not Alderaan. Yeah, I had to throw in one of the cheeky ones. We had a f- multiple Alderaan nods with kind of the, the same intent behind it. Yeah, Alderaan, so, just leave right before the explosion. Got, got a lot of comedians in the Star Wars Time Show fan base here. So next up, we have uh, not Spencer Baron. But- Check this out. But Blanche Barron, so his his wife responds to this question, and she says, okay, <laughs> so it's such a hard choice. We'll start with Tatooine. That's where the beloved cantina is. However, indoor is where the Ewoks are. So there, I would have to split my time between I love the two. It. I love it. I, I love the explanation. We'll, we'll let her do it, too. I mean, fuck it. There was no yeah. exact rule. You had to only pick one, right? You didn't put you the only one. You can have your vacation treehouse on Endor. <laughs> And, and they you, do have a treehouse in real life, which is just their uh, apartment patio that they, I think they've mounted a fucking TV out on it and Christmas lights and shit. There you go. Uh, just to en- enjoy life. And, and I don't blame it. It's like, it's the same shit I do with my tent. I'm not kidding. I'm going to be setting up my tent in probably another week or so. Because uh, for someone that does believe in locking down and not being an ass wipe, it does kind of give the false sense of... Uh, you're not in the same just Groundhog Day scenario. Yeah, you're not home, even though you are in your backyard. Right. You're just not home. Uh, but so. I, lo- I mean, I, I love that uh, Blanche is getting in on the fun, and I that love that uh, Spencer pointed out that she was getting in on the fun. Like we're too dumb to realize that Blanche <laughs> Barron is Spencer Barron's wife. So. Yes, we can we can figure that one out. So, so Blanche, we speak your name. Thank you for getting involved. Maybe you you, you can listen again because I know the one time you listened, we said Blanche and it sounded like an older name and you got upset yeah that was not a bad thing it's it's a very uh, regal classy type of name you don't you don't hear that so we like the blanche yes uh next up we got mark walker photo here uh excellent toy photographer kashik or the forest men uh forest moon of indoor (laughs) so indoor coming back up another very popular destination Growing up and running around Sherwood Forest means I kind of need trees around. I, I, I just loved Mark's answer for that because it, when you hear Sherwood Forest, at least a dumb American, you're like, oh, you Robin Hood. Robin Hood, yeah. <laughs> but it is real. It is, yeah. No, Sherwood Forest is a real place. I just watched an episode. I don't know if, if anybody's ever watched it, but it was uh, Expedition Unknown with yeah. Josh Gates. And he, like, the one of the more recent episodes I watched was about robin hood and, and he went to the real sherwood forest and everything like yeah. that so it was pretty cool it's um, real people he says keep your cities it has to be a forest 
Plus, I do a cracking Wookiee impression, so I reckon we get on like a Can house I just on say, I, I love UK slang. It's, I don't know, is it slang or is it just proper English? They're vernacular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we speak a form of English. It's not the King's English, if you will. It, yes. It's, it's a cracking Wookiee impression. It's our fucked up, twangy, Southern infused, moronic version of the English language. Yes. About yeah, I just love that stuff. Like I do a Kraken Wookie impression. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. Or, or here, th- this one comes from Australia, and hopefully it's not a bad word. Or but Bossajan just replied in the live stream chat. I sent my answer in and accidentally hit send before giving my reason because I'm a foam face. <laughs> foam face? I've never heard. Does he mean like he's like a like a like a rabies idiot? I have no idea. I, I don't know if that's another way of calling yourself slow or a dumb <laughs> or an idiot, but. <laughs> I'm going to try to remember that one. But like I said, it's probably like saying retard or something that you're not allowed to say anymore. But not a very PC term. If we know Bossajan, like we think we know him. He's he's prone. His mouth is like mine. I mean, we're we're like brothers from another mother, at least in terms of the way we speak. But (laughs) I'm a foam face. I love that foam face. Muppet, well yeah, Tones, Tones is, uh, I've heard Muppet in UK for like a dumb Yeah, I've, I've heard that before, so <laughs> next up, face. we got Cryo Photography, one uh, of our evangelists. Yeah, Cryo's, uh, this motherfucker's getting showered with praise today. Who? He's getting all sorts of mentions oh, Cryo, on the show. Yeah, Cryo is going to be, he, he will come up again in the show, hint, Big hint, tease. towards the top five. Um, Cryo in here, Nabu seems like it would have some really, oh my gosh, Cryo, <laughs> this is a... Family-friendly show, sir. Yeah, right. He says, they, it seems like they would have some really sexy girls walking around, cool <laughs> monolithic structures that as a photographer, See? I would love to get in front of. He uh, didn't, he didn't with, completely think with his little head with he this didn't. answer. He, he thought with his camera a little bit. Put a smoking hot... Yeah, oh, but then he goes go. back yeah, to little yeah. head at the end. Yep. <laughs> Put a smoking hot alien in the mix and we are golden. Uh, and then Black Series Bonanza response. Put a smoking hot alien in the mix and we are golden. It's true, but you didn't have to say it. Uh, I love <laughs> there it. There we go. Uh, hey, man. I mean, I, I can't really hate on Cryo because I am the one on the show that has come out and say that I have a thing for alien... Twilight Star Wars and female aliens, especially those with neck tendrils. Head head tendrils. He likes yeah, the so, leku. You know, give me a little Isla. Give me a, a Ahsoka. <laughs> a proper age. Shock tea here or there. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Matt's, you, you already know what Matt is pushing Ula. his wife for, for her <laughs> Halloween costume. Oh, I didn't, tell, I didn't tell you what I got for my birthday. No, what'd you get? I mean, outside of getting a functional working lightsaber that I could actually use to, uh, you know, stab stuff and kill people with. Oh, which way? Wh- whose did you get? Did you get like a custom one? Or did no, you no, get no. Like a- I-, I was going to say, outside of getting that, the the next best thing is what my wife got me. Like, I was completely blown away. Okay. I don't think you'll ever get. I don't think you could guess. I, I had no idea. Did you get like a replica E11 blaster or something like that? No, I got a real fucking nine millimeter handgun. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did tell me that. Yes. Because you've yeah. heard me on the show just bitching about it. Right. I was yeah. like, I need guns. I need guns. And lo and behold, she did like a scavenger hunt for me. Because, again, I'm 40 years, 40 years old, but wanted my birthday to feel like it was five years old. <laughs> so I woke up in the tent last Tuesday. There was a note on my pillow, and I had to go basically hunt around the house. I was getting little gifts on each stop. It was really cool. That's nice. But then the last one, 
was a nine millimeter Sig Sauer P320. It is a beautiful looking handgun. It's a two tone. It's got the desert kind of the the desert camo grip and then the gunmetal slide. But blown away, man. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So you got a real life blaster. I got a motherfucking blaster. Finally, (laughs) finally. Uh, but yeah, go. so, so, uh, sorry, 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 cryo. I didn't mean to step on your reply there, but, uh, I just got reminded of that excellent gift that my, uh, lovely and very thoughtful wife got for me. That is a very uh, nice gift. It is gift. quite a dangerous gift because I'm unhinged, but you I've got... Keep that locked up in the gun safe. Keep it away from your Yeah, child. look at Greg saying, <laughs> Greg and Liam in the chat. Oh, fuck, Matt has a gun now. Everyone hunker down and pray to God. Greg, is that safe giving Matt a gun? Uh, <laughs> We've oh boy. seen what Matt does with Rambo knives. And Are tables. the cats still okay? Don't worry. Don't worry, Fandos. Everyone's all right. I still have the slide lock in, the nice little orange jammer. So uh, the gun cannot be chambered as is right now. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a handgun. So watch the fuck out, toys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you see what i you see what Massive. i'll do with my rambo knife when my toys piss me off just wait until <laughs> wait until i break out the next uh, little shithead figure arts figure whose hands or heads don't want to go on straight <laughs> it's gonna be a cap 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 oh, blast man. his ass there we go yeah there you go liam he's got it. another crate luke but a nine millimeter through that puppy <laughs> yeah that's exactly what's gonna happen. i love it i've at least convinced uh. everyone that i am nuts on this show and that was my goal <laughs> All right, All right, up next, uh, the Coral Pulse, one of our uh, a, a top fiver on the show. Definitely yes. Dantooine. I like this one. Whole place just screams Kansas. So I'd get along just fine there, as long as Cath Hounds don't get me, that is. That's a good callback to the Old Republic game. So yes, if you've played Nice Little Republic and you remember where the Jedi Enclave was, that was on Dantooine. And yeah, it's a lot of open yeah, I'm assuming Coral Pulse lives in Kansas and just wants to get, kind of feel like home. So good, good call there. Good call. All right. Black Series Bonanza. Uh, he also agrees uh, with Cryo here on Naboo. He says, Naboo seems pretty ideal, peaceful for the most part. Nice climate, nice architecture, mid rim. So not poor, but not super expensive. Seems to value art and learning. Only moderate quantities of sand. There you go. So <laughs> Black ba- Black Series Benign's got in f- twofold. The last line there, only moderate quantities of sand. That's a great little dig because that's, you know, on Naboo is where we got one of the most f- iconic lines from the prequels. Of course. But also because now it makes sense why Black Series commented on Cryo's post about Naboo. Yeah, because they agree. They agree they, they laid Naboo. out literally kind of the same argument, except Cryo took it a step further and said he wanted to look at hot alien chicks. Yeah, so. yeah. He, he added in the extra that it did not need to be added in, in Black Series Bonanza's <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, so, so. I, I, liked, I liked that reply. Uh, BPP Hayes is up next. He says the one with the least amount of sand because I don't like sand. It's coarse go. and rough. A lot, and lots of these too. So I and mean, it our, gets everywhere. The Star Wars fans know their <laughs> memes. They know their lines. There's no doubt about I it. I would imagine that Camino would probably have very little sand because it's a completely liquid planet. Yeah, there you go. Because he did kind of just not lay down a planet. So I think you nailed it. I think Camino would be perfect for this guy. Because even... Even like uh, Mustafar has like a version of sand. Yeah, I'm trying to think about his, the planet his, where the um, where the Mon Cal and the the other squid face fuckers live. Is that uh, all water? I think so. I think I think Mon Cal 
Moncala is a completely water planet. So there's another right because there's the two species. There's squid face species, and then there's Akbar species. That, there's that Quarren, there, right? yeah, the Quarren. Yeah, and the, the Quarrens teamed up with the Seps, and mm-hmm. the Moncal teamed up with the Republic. Republic. Yep, that was in Clone Wars. Go yep. watch it. Uh, good call, BPP Hayes. So well, also, I just skipped over Tones. Camino. You know, Tones always makes an appearance in the question of the week because, uh, like action figure noob, he takes his time. Lays it down and sometimes uh, puts in spelling errors, but that's half the fun. This is the the level of detail that that's tones what I mean. I mean, you can always count on tones for the detail. So he's going Takadana, uh, the Force Awakens Maz's planet. Mm-hmm. Part of it was filmed in the Lake District in Cumbria, Cumbria, UK. The Falcons' approach to Maz's castle. Look at that. So flying over those trees, which is just a mere seventy miles from Tones' house. Most of what you see in that shot is real. There's hardly any CGI, and I've walked, climbed most of those hills. An absolutely stunning part of England. So, as well as getting ranked, I think he meant tanked, <laughs> in Maz's bar, I'd spend my time walking the hills and mountains. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Takadana, yeah. we didn't see much of it outside of the approach and then actual, you know, Maz's castle. Yeah, her castle seemed rad until but those dickheads blew it up. So Yeah, it looked really, it looked like a really, really nice place. So I like that call out of Takadana. Um, why see Solo, a desert planet? There are so many in Star Wars. There must be, <laughs> they must be very pretty. And yes, I do love sand. See? Because it sticks everywhere. I had so to get every sand. angle on sand in this fucking question of the week segment. That, that was my, my operating mode this yeah. today when I it's was like, picking. did you call out sand? <laughs> yes. Okay. But um, he likes sand. So he, he wants to go to the desert planet. Sign him up for Tatooine. Oh, yeah. So I Sign added him up for Pasana. Well here. Uh, Oysters on the half shirt says the pink spa planet that Maz, on, that Maz is on in Resistance Reborn. They also have to stop inventing new planets. <laughs> First um, and foremost, I was like, what the fuck is Resistance Reborn? So I had to look it up and reminded myself that, oh, it yeah, it's a, a book. So that's why I don't know what it is. Yeah. So this is a good call out by Oysters. Uh, basically at the beginning of, uh, Resistance Reborn, uh, Poe and all of the people who sir, you know, who are alive and who are out there after the, you know, basically the destruction of the resistance in TLJ at the end of TLJ, they're like, all right, we have to find people. We have to recruit people to build up our forces again. So you have Snap and his wife go off to talk to Wedge, uh, and Wedge's Snap's uncle. They they go off and they find, um, they find Wedge, but yeah, Poe yeah. goes to look for Maz. And Maz, the way that Oysters on a half shirt describes this is is one hundred percent accurate. It is a pink cloud spa planet where she is just chilling. She's just sitting in a fucking spa facility all day and all night, just getting pampered <laughs> and not giving a fuck about what's going on in the galaxy. So Poe shows up there. And he like lays out everything. He's like, we just got rocked. Like we have nobody. We need help. We have nobody left. And Maz is just like, I'm no, I'm going to stay here. She's like, she's been- and that, that's very Maz like, though, because even in The Last Jedi, she pretty much does the same thing. The post, she's like, hey, dickhead, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, got a jetpack on. I've got shit to do. I'm shooting stuff. I'm figure doing it my out. own thing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good and it's literally like it's like Bespin, except all the clouds are pink. And it's, it is not, there's nothing else there except the spa. So that's a good call out. And, and I have to say that would be a very relaxing planet to live on. 
Um, There's some fucked up shit going on in Beirut right now. There is. I saw that earlier. So that was just they just updated at least 50 dead, 2,700 injured. No one knows what the explosion was yet. Yeah. If if people haven't seen that yet, look it up. It was nuts. It happened earlier this morning. There's a huge like orange and brown mushroom cloud. Yeah, massive explosion. And I think something Reed, happened so. in the port. Don't know if it's like terrorist stuff or just an accident yet. Yeah, but hopefully. It's not looking good. Not looking oh. good. Yeah. All right. So uh, off of the depressing real life stuff. So what and would on, your answer be? Where would me? you want to stay? Let me think about this real quick. The way I like to live, man, it, it's easy, I think. But they're, they're, it's like a yin and a yang or a black and a white or two sides of a coin. It's Hoth or Mustafar. Wow. Because uh, okay. both are desolate wastelands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and in my head, even now, my preferred habitat would be underground in like a bunker. Right? Makes sense. To where, you know, I still have like a structure up top, but then I have this massive compound underground, like 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 an echo base or, you know, Vader's Castle. Vader's I would castle, take that yeah. too. Uh, but no, I just I like the the desolation feel. Uh, I like that the uh, the the extremes on the weather. One I could never go outside. The other one I could only go outside if I was in like a hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's me. I mean, I, I I'm kind of like that. Just leave me alone. Let me bunker up and and have a really cool kind of a base thing. Okay. So I have, I'll, I'll give two responses as well. So I'm going to echo a lot of what people were saying in the responses with Naboo because I think. Naboo seems like a legit, very relaxing place to live outside of the trade federation dispute and everything else. I mean, you have, you're right by water. You, you have access to, to, to water, fishing, swimming, all this stuff. The, the open fields look very nice to sit down and have a picnic on, profess your love to somebody potentially. There you go. There you go. Um, so th- that seems like a chill planet all around. And then my other one would be Acto. Because I want to be somewhere where there's water. Because I just like if even if I'm alone, I want to fish. I just yeah. want to be able to fish. Yeah, you are. You are kind of a fisher. Now that I think about mine, I would be dead in about t- two or three days. How are you going to get food? Yeah, because there's no way <laughs> my fat ass is going to go out and hunt wampa or tauntaun to eat. And I don't think anything lives. Up, well, I guess on on the good parts of Mustafar, where Kylo was fucking shit up, I might be able to find some sort of yeah, yeah. something to eat. But yeah. You would probably, uh, you'd probably starve or you would have to have people ship in food shipments to you. Yeah. I just, or just whoever's around me, just start eating them. You'd have to yeah. like, you know, you'd have to use like Postmates to get, you know, intergalactic food yeah, deliveries. Fuck it. I, I'd call up Picard and have him drop off a fucking one of those things in Star Trek where they, oh yeah, one of the, like, the food. Generator. Yeah. Make me a, make me a 40 ounce beer. Yeah. That's, just generates it. But yeah, those are my, I, I gotta be by, I don't want to stay on Camino because it's all water. Yeah. But I would want to be somewhere where yeah, I, I think, access I think, a beach. I think Luke's Island is ideal for you. Yeah. Because uh, you could, you could get your extremely long spear fishing in, right? Yep, exactly. I mean, the dude literally spear fishes with like a mile long pole. Uh, or I'm sure you could just, you know, drop a line from up there too. But yeah. you have to do it on that real teeny ledge and then... Yeah, just somehow land your shot from way up there yes <laughs> uh i think it would be fun i think it would be fun but um yeah i mean that, that's that's I'm gonna, my choice I'm gonna fucking sell my house say, i'll be like, moving it, next week yeah you can you can move in to have the caretakers just set up the hut next to mine 
and you know on on yeah you, you, yeah you can feed me because i'll just be sitting there like playing with my lightsaber in odd ways yeah with the door shut <laughs> unless somebody shoots through the wall but uh yeah. in real life i always tell taylor uh that i could live anywhere as long as i have internet that's that's the only requirement for me yeah that's safe at this point I, although these days thanks to ghosts and really just the run of great first party uh, ps4 games i think i need my ps4 and a tv too yeah, as long as I, dude, yeah. I, I'm not lying. I almost went out and bought a second PS4 just for the tent what? this past week <laughs> because a I'm too fucking lazy to unhook my. I have the the fifty thousand like limited edition money one, like it's all oh, see through yeah. blue and has bronze and it's marked and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to unhook shit. I'm a lazy asshole, right? I have an entertainment center. I don't want to unhook the cords and this, that, and the other thing. See if you can find a pro on on. It, it, I, I got over it. I'm like, dude, you're an asshole if you do that, especially because the, the five's coming out later this year. It'd just be yeah. moronic. But I just, I love Ghost so much. It's just one of those games you can throw on and do meaningless shit for an hour, two hour here or there. Run around, fucking slash some people up, save some people over here, find some new gear, try to make your guy look like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's that's just, good, it, yeah, I, good... I love the game. So anyways, all right, well. That was fun. That was the first two parts of our fan segment. But now we are here for the bread and butter. The reason that people actually listen to the show. The only reason that Greg Bird listens to the show. And that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. So hopefully some of the new featured artists were able to stick around through our damn near. Where are we at now? We're like at uh, almost 45. Two hours of bullshit. Like literally we really discuss nothing that is going <laughs> to improve your life or added value to your knowledge base. Very true. But now we are here to shower you all. You artists, you Star Wars artists. With the most uneducated praise you will ever hear thrown out about art. Yes. And without further ado, I turn it over to Nick in his top five for the week running 727 to 83. There we go. So this week's top five kicks off with a pretty fantastic piece of real art, digital painting, traditional art, whatever you want to call it. This is from... At K-M-E-L-R-O-Z-Z-Z-Z, four Z's uh, on Instagram. So K Melrose. And then if you click over to her page, her name is Kristen. Um, and she's got a an absolutely beautiful recreation of the end of Clone Wars season seven, where you have Rex and Ahsoka fighting next to each other on the uh on the republic cruiser they were heading back from yeah uh, I, I, i'm taking this as right when they bust out of the the medical room so yep. rex rex has been cleaned they're ready to start mm, sort of stun kicking ass right yeah because not, not allowed to kill not allowed to kill and you can and, see the but, stun bolt there oh yeah the top Kristen right. got the stun bolts in there perfectly but I just lo- I love the action pose. I love how it's kind of stylized. You know, Rex is kind of like ah, doing like a wah, and Ahsoka's yeah. like a woo. See, this is how we describe art. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't even use real ass paint here because it's real ass digital paint. I would imagine. I don't know if this is vector art. Uh, either way, it's art that Kristen makes me happy. Was in the, Kristen was in the oh, chat. She, when she's we still first here. Talked. So, Kristen, it, once you catch up to the delay, if you could let us know what your main style is or what yeah. this is what's called. Your me- what's your medium? Is this digital uh, paint? Is this is this real paint? Because uh, either way, paint? we just make sound effects about it, like whoo, whoosh, bang, pay. But I, woo, like, here's wee. what I really love about this painting 
is that even though this is all done on either a canvas or this is done on, you know, a digital canvas, the lighting effects that she gets. She like, says it's in Photoshop. Okay. So this it, one, that's impressive if it's all done in Photoshop. So it's beautiful work. It's just the, the way that she captures the light of both the, the bolts, the lightsaber, the lights in the background from the medical room that they busted out of. And then just the smoke effects on the bottom, like the atmospheric effects of this, of this painting of this piece of art is just, it, they're fantastic. And it really makes it stand out. Oh if yeah. You didn't, I you just, know. I liked, as you said, the, the, the colors, all right. Very vibrant. They pop. Yeah. I love, you know, Ahsoka, that orange is almost glowing off of her, mm -hmm. uh, the stun bolts here, but yeah, she's, she's filled us in a little bit. So Photoshop, it's not vector, but she uses a lot of gradients. Okay. Uh, we'll just have to take her word for it. We love it. It looks excellent. Kristen, please keep tagging us in your future Star Wars creations because they are things of beauty. Yeah, I mean, just scrolling through her feed, I mean, you can see some just truly amazing pieces of art here. So she has one concept piece that's Finn and Rey fighting, po you know, like training together post- uh, oh yeah, uh, look at Rise that Skywalker. Look at that. I so. just love the style because it, it is a, it's a very animated style. If mm -hmm. I can, I, I don't know, Chris. If you have an actual style, go ahead and, and chat us up, and we'll mention it. But it, it does. It, I mean, there's a little Disney influence there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would I would have loved to have seen this. Are you kidding me? This is how Rise of Skywalker should have ended. Yeah, yeah. Like I these agree, two man. fighting. I like Finn with a green lightsaber. I love him in his tunic. I mean, she's got the bros battling on Mustafar. Look how excellent that is. I mean, this is another artist where we're going to have to demand a coffee table book. Yeah. And look, right? she does commissions, I believe, as well. So um, I pay the lady, her... pay the lady, hit her up. Yeah. So if, if you are. Oh, in man, the... look at these. Look at this one where it's the uh, fight between Ahsoka and Maul. That one, I mean, that one kind of oh, has yeah. a, a venomous feel to it, where it's, oh, yeah, it's it even more stylized, like the blades are kind of flared out. The way out. that the blades clash and you yeah. see that, man, that's, that's really good stuff. Um, just, yeah, just beautiful artwork all around. You can see that Star Wars is one of her primary focuses. Oh, yeah, we're, we're just going through her full page right now just to kind of give those on the live stream a, a, a view of, of what... Kristen puts out and it's fantastic stuff so she's a young artist out there supporter at k-m-e-r-o-l-z-z-z-z -Z -Z -Z. there we go all right and she did uh, chime in she has no idea what her style is uh so describe it however we want so there we go we like she, it we like the she style does real ass digital paint and it looks fucking rad there yes you go. there we go uh, next so thank up. you, Kristen, for joining in. That was awesome to kind of yes. get that live feedback. But like I said, uh, if you could remember to use hashtag Star Wars Time Show or at least tag us on your future work because we want to see it. We want to keep featuring it. And you never know, you might even make another top five. Another and top five. if I were a betting man, you will make another top five. Good, good traditional or whatever regular art. It always catches my eye. Yeah. I mean, Me it's too. not... It's Me not, too. you know, because of any particular reason, because, you know, we're definitely more toy photography focused here, but 
just really good like super scoundrel Kristen, i love it i venomous I, like those, before those i even knew toy photography existed that it was an evil an even an evil art form it is an evil art form <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not what i was meant to say but it is an evil art form but before i knew it existed i was always drawn and enamored with star wars art pieces uh predominantly from the fans themselves i mean yes looking at shit from doug chang it's going to look amazing. Yes. Uh, but I, I love what fans create because a lot of time fans are going to do things slightly out of the box. They're not constrained to uh, the Lucasfilm overlords. So uh, I'm with you, man. I love our toy photographers and, and they put out some absolutely insane stuff with these little pieces of plastic. But traditional art is always something that just blows my mind, probably because I know I have zero ability to do it. I have 10% ability to do the toy photography stuff, but this type of stuff, no way. I don't even know how to get my brain to make my hand do that. Yeah, it's it's magic. Basically, what happens from here to here is magic. Yeah. I mean, my, my brain struggles just lining up a plastic figure on a table and posing <laughs> it to make it look like it's not a plastic figure. So <laughs> this stuff to me, like writing video game code, or writing code to launch a fucking spaceship... That, that stuff just blows my mind. Yeah, it's difficult. Difficult for sure. So uh, let's move on in the top five here. Next up, we have uh, the preacher. Our, our good buddy. We have at Cryo Photography in the top five with this fucking killer Jaina Solo shot. Yeah. And I will tell you that Jaina Solo is one of the, like every time I see a Jaina Solo a little piece of my brain goes off because I love that character from the mm -hmm. old EU and I really like seeing people bring it to life in toy photography or any other form of She's art. honestly one of, the, one of the better just random Black Series figures too. I mean, she is truly still Legends, yet she got a Black Series figure. That, that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, and I mean, the really good part about this shot, I mean, first off, the bisection... <laughs> uh, of the stormtrooper with Jaina's yeah. signature pink lightsaber is just perfectly executed by Cryo. But what's really fucking awesome is the way that he has the smoke diffusion going from pink at the you know oh, where yeah. the lightsaber is to the traditional like gray. Smoke Cryo up the head. is someone that that knows how to use Photoshop to his advantage. He knows yeah. the ins and outs. I mean, he is a designer by trade, uh, so he knows how to use the software to enhance what's in his mind. Uh, something I lack tremendously. I fucking hate Photoshop. I don't want to learn the tricks, but I know what you can do with it. You can do really creative and wild looking shots like what Cryo did right here. So, mm. uh, and th this is kind of what he does. I mean, Cryo does a lot of interesting, creative type of setups. Yeah. Uh, he, he mashes franchises, mash figures, but also just come up with fucked up ideas like having Jaina Solo chop a patrol trooper in half. And starting at its head <laughs> what's perfect is like i don't know if he did anything or if this is just how the face sculpt of this figure looks but like jane has got like a smirk on her no, face that, that's her face it does look like he dodged her eyes a little bit the whites to make the white stand out a bit more but i i, I she does kind of have that little it is it's a little solo smirk yeah yeah it's, it's a little shit-eating grin like she just like she knows she she's enjoying fucking, cutting um, this guy in half essentially yeah, yeah. it's so uh, it's just a fucking it's a beautiful shot of a of a character that i was a huge fan of back in the old eu i was a really big jana solo fan and I'm, I'm i'm happy i'm always happy to see 
uh, a good piece of art featuring her. So at yeah. Cryo Photography, C H R Y O Photography on Instagram. Give him a follow. He, he's, he's all. A I mean, he, he does show. Marvel. He he basically pop culture. He's got you covered. Uh, he also, uh, like I said, I'm on his page right now. I still think at some point in time, Nick, the the Zori where she's it's kind of like our pinup. Uh, Zori is resting on Poe's helmet, but our logo's back there. Yeah. I don't know. That's like almost that needs to be a shirt or something on the sleeve. I, I love that. I would say I that. that yeah, that is so fucking cool, man. I love I just, that design. Yeah, I, I love it. It's just fantastic work that Cryo does. So definitely give him a follow. Well worth it. Puts out incredible work on a regular basis. Yeah, buddy. And he, he is a Star Wars time show faithful. He is the preacher. Yes. That's what we call him. Uh, so check him out. Yep. And he is right now. I, I I will admit. I mean, he puts out great work. So don't take this the wrong way, Chris. But he is in IG's favor. Okay. <laughs> the guy gets great traction. So hopefully it keeps up for him because it's a great feeling to put out posts and actually have people see them and like them. Capitalize. So keep up whatever you're doing, Cryo. Because I see you, man. You're you're pulling five, six, seven, eight hundred a, a pop. That is something to be proud of. So. Uh, I know I see his shots all the time because I'm always clicking on like. Uh, people, you got to do it. I know I've stopped putting in my title card where like, comment, share. As sad as it is, it needs to be done with the way the algorithm is designed. You will not see accounts if IG does not see you liking those accounts on a regular basis. It's almost like you have to build your own algorithm now. If you like certain accounts and you're not seeing them, go to their page and mass like. It's the only way to hopefully get them to pop back up in your feed. So there you go. There's my two cents on the fucked up IG algo. My account is in straight dire straits again. I mean, I'm, I'm like piss poor 200, maybe 300 only shared during toy pop sessions, which I hate, but it is what it is. Good thing. I got new shots to share then. Woohoo. Toy photography. You got some 500s in there recently with the hyper real Vader. That's that's cheating, man. Like I know I've explained it before. I'll do it again for those that are new. If you share during a, during a toy pop session, you're essentially getting a, a, a slight reprieve from IG's algo, meaning there are dedicated people all sharing shots at 11 o'clock every night. And the gist is you share a shot and then you go through and like most of the others. So to me, that is cheating. You're kind of skirting around the natural algorithm or how your account is treated. To me, I know when my account's not fucked, if I can release a shot at any time during the day and it actually goes somewhere. Uh, When I got out of jail, for example, remember I was doing a pre 9 a.m. and a Toy Pops jerk off share. Yep, yep. My pre-9 a.m. started to get up to the four, five, 500, 600s. These days, they don't get past 200. So it is what it is. But I am, I am happy for Cryo because he, he seemingly can post whatever fucking time of the day and his fans are going to see his shit. It's almost like it's how the app should work. That's the dream. That's the dream. But that's not the dream. That's not the reality of Instagram. That is so. So good work there, Cryo. Keep it up. All right. Let's move on to the next uh, entry here in the top five. This is 030079AR. So this is Ray. We've we've featured Ray before. Yeah. Ray has been on here before. And I know that Cryo was reaching out for more clarity on our live stream. Is that who Furious D36 is? Or is that the Duke? 
I don't know because he Ray apparently lives in Indonesia and there's an 11 hour time. Oh, difference, yeah, he, well, so he, he, he should be sleeping. There's there's yeah. no reason like the the guys in fucking the guys in Australia that get up for this shit. Uh, we love you. We speak your name, but you're on drugs. Like, there's no, there's no reason for that. But yes, uh, if Ray is in the chat, this is a fantastic image here. And, and Ray's focus is, is a Lego photography. But what he does with Legos like, is just fucking mind-blowing sometimes. And, and this is a perfect example of it. You see a... I think this is a death trooper. It's like a Lego oh, death trooper. It's like a, like a demon trooper with those yeah. red eyes. I mean, this thing just looks fucking Ugh. evil. This thing looks like it could have taken out Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. If Vader was against this trooper, <laughs> dead for sure. I mean, the red, like you said, the red eyes. Yeah. The, he, Ray always does incredible shit with, with in post, man. Yes. Like, the, He's the, a, he is a Photoshop composite type of, of master. Yeah. And, and if you kind of, if you look at this shot and you kind of scroll through to the, to the second non edited shot that you see, you can see the, you know, the black little Lego trooper. He has the weathering. So the dirt on his head that you see here, but everything else that you see is added in post the red eyes, obviously the, the laser blast. The two little um, rings that you see on his helmet, the 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 um, you know the the bokeh that's coming in from the right side from like probably you know an explosion that happened off to his right, the light source that's coming in from the left. I mean, everything that really makes this pop is is added by Ray and Post, and it is fantastically done, just so well executed with the post processing here. And, and like, that's just what, that's what Ray's thing is, man. He really right. can take these. His action scenes are dialed up to a hundred. Oh yeah, dude. Like you crank this shit all the way up. I mean, here, and I'll, that's I'll pull his up stuff. his account for the, those on the live stream just to and see he, some. You know, like, he's a like right well-followed account too. Oh yeah. Deservedly like old man so. Luke. Like look, look at that. The, the lightsaber trail he gets in there, the, the particle effects. But as Nick's saying, if I go to the setup, it's. Luke on some dirt with a bunch of stormtroopers on toothpicks and stuff. Yeah. So uh, he, he really just excels at the, at the obviously the setup, because without the setup, the, the effects mean nothing. Yeah. Uh, so the setup's great, but then what he can do in, in Photoshop or wherever the fuck he uses is just uh, amazing. Again, this is something I could learn. I could actually get college credit to learn Photoshop. I could get a fucking degree for free. <laughs> to learn this shit and i refuse to because i'm an asshole and then i sit here and bitch why no one likes my shots well maybe it's because <laughs> they're not dynamic and they're pretty fucking plain <laughs> hello hello <laughs> they don't look like this shit so excellent work here ray uh always always love what you do with yeah, legos it's it's fantastic work that you put out with these lego figures so oh, i don't know this one it's like he he recreated a lego battlefront gooey like if you're on his page he is showing us what Lego Battlefront would look like from the oh. perspective of a Lego Stormtrooper. Oh man, I have pretty rad. It's just it's just a great idea. So yeah, oh, okay, I see it now. Fucking sick, man. Like, I love it. I love this guy's work. It's always a pleasure to see you scroll across the feed. So one Zero. of the yeah, one of the most interesting Lego photographers. On Instagram, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And it looks like he's got tutorials as well up there, too, because he's got some of his things are tagged tutorial and it'll he'll show you how to make like a glowing visor or something like that in there. So check it out. Check it out. 
um, 030079AR. I don't know if he was able to make it into the chat, but regardless, it's up for you to watch at your convenience, Ray. You can watch it on the YouTube or anywhere else that you want to subscribe to the podcast. All right. Next up on the top five, we have Duke underscore 3001 with a really awesome scout trooper shot. And what I really like about this and what really kind of, you know, sold me on this shot is one, the environment around it is just awesome. I don't know if this is like, you know, Duke's backyard or if he's got a spot somewhere where he can go out, drop it down in this little tropical it's type a, it's environment. A, it's a prime location for a scout trooper considering they scout stuff. Exactly. Like this is, this looks like where a scout trooper would be coming through to, to look for things like, are there rebels around here? And then two is like, I don't, it's just the subtle positioning, the way that he has this, the scout trooper set up is really well done because it looks like he's like he's leaning a little bit over yeah, to yeah, his it's, right. It's like he's a uh, mid walker. He's stepping over a log that's in his way uh, in route. So yeah, and, and like he's he's got this lean to him, and it almost looks like he's like leaning out of whatever's in his way for his vision and looking uh, in that specific direction. So um, I just really like the setup. I like the environment. The smoke effect in the background really sells that he's in some sort of like misty jungle that he's working his way through it's and i'm thinking this this might be the hot toys scout trooper as well okay let's see I'm, I'm thinking that that the it looks like there's some cloth under there and if it's black series i mean that that would be plastic so this might he's be got a hashtag sideshow in there a couple there you times go. yep so. so it's a, it's a one six scale it doesn't matter i mean it just i was looking at the cloth i'm like man that's got to be one of the uh couple hundred dollar versions of the scout trooper <laughs> not our lovely 20 dollar black series version yeah so i mean again like sometimes you know we get really you know the the super heavy post setups like we saw from ray just now and then sometimes just something very simple a simple setup with a there really go. good figure we, we call these a haywood pop setup <laughs> keeping it simple stupid not calling yeah. duke stupid i'm stupid but uh, I'm with you, man. I, and when I did my shoots last week, I, I kept them very, very simple. I mean, I, I got the table out. It's the first time I did a table shoot all summer. There's some fireworks, so you might see some of that shit. There's some real smoke bombs, so you might see some. Actually, the, the vintage Boba I put out last night was real smoke. Yeah, you showed me. You uh, sent me that one. That, not not atmosphere, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I appreciate a nice portrait any day. Because uh, that's kind of my my specialty, but uh, I also know it's probably a hopefully a a stress free shoot for Duke setting this one up. <laughs> hopefully so. We all know. Hey, what if I see shit like Cryo and some of these other people, like Jason B. Michael, that do these insane setups, I'd be dead by now. Yeah, Matt. Matt would have jumped off. I, I would have taken roof. that knife and it would just went right, right through my throat. <laughs> Morbid as always from our good buddy Matt. Keep his spirits up, everybody. It's a glass half empty type of life. <laughs> All right, at Duke underscore three zero zero one on Instagram. Well done, check sir. Check them. Check them. Check them out. Last up for <laughs> the top five. <laughs> and remember, Matt, this is a Haywood pop shot breakdown of the week. Type oh of no. Week. Oh, so. We may need to revise this segment. <laughs> I, 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 well, first off, I don't know if it's good for my mental health. I also don't know if anyone gives a shit to just hear me bitch and moan even more than I already bitch but and moan. But you know that you at least get encouraging words from the chat. When, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, need, I don't need therapy on the show. I, I am thinking, I did make a graphic because at one point in time, in addition to a few times a year doing, us, doing the Ask Us Anything, 
Uh, remember, we talked about, and I think Sir Dork uh, brought this up, uh, actually having fans submit shots for me to critique like I critique mine. I Okay, yeah. I think that's something that we could definitely You know what I mean? Into. I don't know yeah. if people are ready for that. I don't know if people will like me after that, but I, I would essentially approach a submitted shot the way I approach my own work. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd you have to approach brutally honest. With- I would tell you what works. I'd tell you what doesn't work. So yeah, um, if that's something we, we may want to get into to replace, or at least maybe I'll only do one poo-poo on match shot a month and we'll rotate in fan submitted shots to get beat up, then uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, this isn't my shot, by the way, the one we're looking at on the no. live stream. This is at Homemade Galaxy. Uh, I think it's a new account that's that's kind of been blowing up. They're very active, dropping tons of posts every day. It seems like anytime they get a new figure, it's getting shot at least in, in various, I don't know, six, seven different setups. I think this is a family account. The dad yeah. does the shooting. The kids do the, 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 the figure picking and the pose recommendations. And the one we get here is it's kind of a a meme of a scene from A New Hope where <laughs> yeah. when Luke's given the lightsaber, at least Mark Hamill on set, when he was looking at it, was literally staring into the the dangerous end yeah, of the brain. Right into right? the admitter. <laughs> so so uh, Homemade kind of remade that, but he's it kind of you know stylizes a bit. So Obi-Wan's sitting there with his arms like, no! And then C-3PO's almost like, uh, you could argue C-3PO's almost as dumb as Luke, right? Like he's trying to get a, a better angle on staring into I, the death end of a lightsaber i almost thought it was like c3po because you know 3po is never going to be obtrusive he's almost leaning over like sir you may not want to do that yeah yeah so <laughs> I, it, it could be that or the other thing so i, I don't know i just i i thought i thought the posing was was very well done yeah and it, it was just a great nod to a meme that's out there like i said I, is it in the movie where when he's first handed, he, he looks. He doesn't like look directly into it, but he definitely moves it to where the emitter is right in front of his face. But like th- a there bit. is a shot that I don't think is photoshopped of Hamill literally staring into the death end of the, the of the lightsaber. I don't yeah. know if it was like a, a on the set shot or right before they shot the scene. Uh, but it is <laughs> out there, and I'm assuming that's why homemade made this shot. But it was just like it's, like I said, it's a, a great setup and a great uh, recreation of this what has become kind of a Star Wars fan in the know type of, of moment. Exactly. So at Homemade Galaxy on Instagram, well worth a follow. Good, fun family account. Go give them a, go give them a like on Instagram. Well done. Um, and that's the end of the top five, and that will bring us to the uh, Haywood Pop Shop breakdown of the scared. week. Okay, here we go. I'm slowly going to scroll it up. Slowly scroll. Uh, I, okay. I'm a fan of this shot, so... Tell us what we got here, Matt, and tell us how this we is got an old, this. Ugh, this what year is it? Twenty twenty. So you've posted this. You posted this image in July twenty nineteen. Oh hell, I, I probably shot it in twenty seventeen then. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I, I would have shot. I, I got like a big hard on for these uh, uh, Tom, uh, Tamahashi Nations kind of the, the samurai spin on Star Wars figures. Essentially, yes. what it is. They are neat. I think I have every one. I, I've kind of fallen out. Of, I, I, I haven't shot the new Kylo, the new First Order Trooper, because I'm a lazy asshole. But they're, they're just cool-looking figures. And these days, with my love of samurai culture, thanks to Ghost of Shima, 
Uh, I love it even more. So I'm not going to get angry today, Nick. I actually do mm-hmm. agree with you that this isn't a half bad shot. This is one of those, you know, a, a blind squirrel can find those nuts every once in a <laughs> while. Uh, this is a luck shot. This is why I recommend on having a wired or wireless remote for your shutter and always shoot on your, you know, conca- uh, consecutive shots. Hi, uh, like, uh, what am I looking to say? There's a term for it, but I'm stupid. So figure uh, it out. Essentially, fire. you can set your shutter to take like five snaps in a button press, whatever the fuck that's called. High speed shutter setting. There you go. Because yeah. <laughs> um, so this way, what you do, Nick, you can be kind of an asshole like myself, a putz, and just stand a figure somewhere and bust out an M80 smoke bomb, <laughs> hold it in your hand, hold your remote in your other hand. And start letting that smoke just billow out there on the figure and going snap, 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 And then when all the smoke's gone, you cross your fingers and hope that you got a usable shot in the end. There we go. Or you just break out another smoke bomb and do it again, and you have to then spend two hours going through 800 shots of the same figure to find one that you like. So, I mean, that's kind of how this one works out. This would have been a complete luck shot. This... The, the smoke just got captured in the right way at the right time. It did. So there's no post-processing the here. Only, this is all, all practical. For, yeah. For those of you on the audio only, what we see is a samurai stormtrooper. He's drawing a bow back in a, in a classic kind of like samurai bow form. And Matt has this incredible smoke coming up right from under him. It's almost like he, he like, like you see in in like you know samurai films and yeah he dropped films, a like, smoke bomb yeah they throw a smoke bomb right when they're about to disappear but he's like drawing his bow to to take a shot right before he gets out of there yeah uh, if you really want to look closely I don't even have the fucking arrow notched properly it's it's literally like hanging off the bow it's a little bit above his hand but you know what that's that's <laughs> no problem there's also no bowstring but I wasn't gonna say anything about exactly. that exactly I, I guess back then in, in Star Wars samurai times they still had some sort of propulsion in their projectiles exactly all the bow was used for was stabilization the arrow propelled itself I so. mean honestly Nick I was using this technique just last week I busted okay. out the old m80s because you know sometimes with the atmosphere air saw especially outside if there's a decent amount of wind it's not sticking that shit as soon as you blow it out of can just fucking whoop just escapes the frame so with these milky ass smoke bombs you have a little bit more control so i was trying some with the with the vintage fet uh the shot i shared on at haywood pop last night is actual m80 smoke it's not quite as billowy and milky as this but that's what i was going for so yeah i mean not man he's so bright and colorful yeah i love it not too um, much of a uh, of a shit on fest for this shot. So yeah, no, well. I, I I like this shot and I like this line too. Like you mentioned the the Takahashi line uh, of the the samurai inspired figures for Star Wars. Oh, I they're great. Really there, cool. There's two Vaders. Uh, there's a couple standard original trilogy stormtroopers. There's an awesome three PO. There's an even more awesome Darth Maul. I almost picked one of the three PO shots. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, those would have been a year old last may i did those at rehoboth i remember that okay, uh, okay. but th- this was done right right in the backyard of of star wars time hq there we go so right on the uh, ground beautiful shot so for those of you who are looking for a more 
you know, thick, realistic smoke experience outside of atmosphere aerosol. Try an M80 smoke bomb like Matt. Yeah, they're the red M80 smoke bombs. They're all over the place in America around the 4th. You might still be able to get some in in grocery stores if you're brave enough to go to a grocery store in Deathsville. So have fun. There we go. So that brings us to the end of the Haywood Pop Shop. There we did. We did it. We made it. That's the end of the cast. So Matt, it's time to dance. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what Greg was having me do in, in my pose. See, he was having me do the dance. Shake it. Shake it now. Shake it up. All right. So if you are new, it, well, if you're new and you're still here, what's your problem? But if you are new and you made it this far, you deserve an award or at least some applause. So thank you. Thank you. Hopefully our nonsense wasn't too offensive. Hopefully it was offensive enough for those of you that like shit that is offensive. And hopefully, if you did just tune in for the first time, you may consider coming back. And that's why we just did our little dance, because at the end of the show, we like to remind everyone how to keep us going, how to keep me, the Tinkerbell of the Star Wars Time Show going. And that is by driving our numbers up. I'm talking about podcast numbers. So right here on StarWarsTime.net, you can hit the subscribe to podcast link. If you don't want to click on that link, you can just scroll down a little bit in the sidebar. Look, they're all there for you. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Android, Stitcher, Pandora. We're literally all over the tech space when it comes to podcasts. There are no more excuses. And if you are new, sub up. Leave a rating and review, pretty please, especially on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, because those are our main feeders right now. We were getting down on you a little bit for July. We had a nice little uptick at the end of July and almost got back to our June numbers, but they're still not good enough. We need many thousands. Remember Star Wars Celebration 2022? Nick and I want to be there as podcasters. The only way to do that is more thousands of downloads every month. It's great that we're in the thousands now, but we need more thousands. How many more thousands? As many thousands as you can spare. It's the only way we live. It's the only way I stay alive in between shows is to see the thousands, the likes, the reviews, the ratings, the thumbs ups, the comments. This is what keeps us going. Not real money. Who would want real money? We need the accolades. We need to be the next Noah outlaw. We need to be as big as Kessel Run transmissions. And it's up to you, the fans, to make it so. We will never take a dollar from you until you make us actually popular Star Wars podcast hosts. Because we're not. We're losers. No one knows about the Star Wars time show. And it's your fault. We never take credit for it. It's not our fault that no one knows about us. It's not our fault our content sucks. It's your fault for not spreading the word. It's Star Wars time, 19 time, my friends. We've never spread the virus here, but we have been spreading the good word of the Star Wars time show. And why? Well, because there's always time for Star Wars time. Damn it. Get used to it. And besides... If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. (laughs) 